It's time for Dixie State University Athletics on Radio Dixie 91.3 KXDS Santa Clara. DSU Athletics on Radio Dixie 91.3 is brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln, your neighborhood Ford dealer. We hear you. And now it's time for DSU Athletics. Welcome to the Birds Arena. It's time for the men's game. The women falling in the first game of our doubleheader. And we transition into the men's game hosting Regis tonight. The Rangers on the win side coming in 10 and 6 overall, 5 and 5 in the RMAC, back up to that 500 mark in conference play after a 74-70 win up the road in Salt Lake City last night over Westminster College. This is the TDS pregame show. You move fast. Does your internet? TDS has the internet you need with speeds as high as 600 megabits per second. Move full speed ahead with TDS. Carrick Segmiller with you courtside. We'll be joined here momentarily by the coach, Mike Olson, as we break this thing down inside the TDS pregame show. We're going to give you some Lonnie Boys barbecue keys at the game. We'll give you some Boulevard home starting lineups, and we'll get you set for action here as Dixie State is 13-3 and overall, 8-2 and in the RMAC, and uh, in a first-place tie with Black Hill State, of course, uh, with their head-to-head matchup win over the Yellow Jackets. Trailblazers would be the one seed should the RMAC tournament start today with uh, a lot of basketball to be played before we figure that out. A tough opponent tonight as we bring Mike Olson, my broadcast partner, into the broadcast. I just mentioned how they went up to Salt Lake City. You know, not an easy place to play in Salt Lake City. They win it 74-70, make the trip down here. This is a team averaging about 75 points per game. They shoot it pretty well from the field. They rebound the ball well. They, they pass the ball well. They do just about everything well, and this will be a tough game tonight for Dixie State. That's right, Carrick. You can't put a price on confidence, and this team's brimming with confidence right now. You know, they're a dangerous team, and no question Dixie's got to come out, and they can't play like they did last night and, and expect to get the same result. There's got to be a lot more energy and come ready to play because this Regis basketball team is definitely a good team. Of course, take a look at the, uh, the Rangers and, and see some of the – you know, key players that that you're going to hear from. Of course, they say that every game, and I said that start of the women's game, and then they had someone that was barely even on the scouting report go for a career high 25, and that's really what won the game for Regis in that one. So we always highlight these players, but just know that you know you may very well see someone step up and have a big night. Uh, Christian Little, the point guard, six foot two senior guard from LA at a LaSalle High School, 15.3 points per game, good from the field, good distributor, uh, rebounds the ball well. Uh, as well, Tony Rochak, uh, six foot eight sophomore forward, just a sophomore from Switzerland, 14 points per game, crashes the boards high, doesn't shoot the three well, uh, but a decent free throw shooter. And then the only other player in double figures is Brian Dawson, another guard, six foot one junior guard from Los Angeles, California, just about 12 points per game. Uh, he's 83% from the free throw line and their best uh, three point shooter in terms of who, how many they've made. He's made 23-point shots this season. Now they've got Aaron Bokel, who comes off the bench. He's only attempted 10 threes this year, but he's made five of them. So he's deadly from beyond the arc when he takes those. So uh, lots of guys that can score. You look throughout the rest of the lineup, you've got Donald Gibson, nine points a game. Will Cranston-Lowne, seven, almost eight points a game. I mean, the spreading scored out for this this squad. You had five guys in double figures last night up in Salt Lake City. And, and a dangerous team. Dixie State will have its hands full defensively, which is where it really all starts for this Trailblazer squad. Yeah, it's another team that can really shoot the basketball. So Dixie's got to extend that perimeter defense and not let them get hot from deep. You watch them in warm-ups, and, you know, they, they're deadly from outside. So uh, last night, that's what got 
Dixie in trouble. They did not defend the perimeter as well as they could and had a few guys go off on them from deep. That can't happen tonight with this Regis team who can definitely shoot the basketball, but they've also got some size. So guys like Hunter Schofield and uh, those big guys, Cameron Chatwin down down low, they're, they're going to have their work cut out for them too. The rebounding is going to be key uh, and just making sure that they're taking care of the basketball and getting as much as they can out of each possession. Of course, Dixie State coming off a win last night, their 13th win of the season and uh, last night it was jared green speaking of guys who who step up and help you when you need to uh, to have someone step up jared green had a career high 17 points last night for the trailblazers in 17 minutes of play hunter schofield a little quieter with nine points he fouled out uh Dayson youngblood and jack pagankoff though big games and you can always count on those two to have a big game and, uh, you know, it all starts, I think, inside again. We talked about the depth in the postgame show last night, the depth with Green, with Schofield, with Chatwin. For me, that's, you know, it starts up top with the point guards. But for me, in order to be successful, you have to have at least one of those guys have a big night. Yes. That, and again, the bench. We're going to talk about the bench again and how important that bench is. Uh, it's going to take not just one or two guys to get it done tonight. They're going to need everybody. Trailblazers, again, 13-3, and 8-2 and two in the RMAC. Um, they come into this game... Uh, trying to find a, find a rhythm still. They were kind of up and down last night, got the win. It was their second win in a row after losing three out of four. And uh, hopefully tonight's the night you see them really get back on track. They had a few of those games early before they went out on the road, before the holidays, where everything was just clicking. And yeah. the games were fun to watch. They're always fun. But you hope for everything to kind of come back together tonight. The defensive effort, sharing the ball, not letting up. Uh, on the offensive end, and, and uh, we just hope for the Trailblazers to be able to have a complete performance tonight as the time ticks away on our TDS pregame show. Again, Regis coming in, 10-6 and six overall, 5-5 five and five in the RMAC. Dixie State 13-3, and 8-2 in the RMAC. Uh, it's a red out inside the Burns Arena tonight as the fans continue to filter in. They're giving out 1,000 free red T-shirts uh, here inside the Burns. And uh, so because of that, Dixie State going to wear the road reds at home. Um, gonna look, I mean, it's going to look like a BYU-Utah game out here, right. isn't it? It's uh, you got red and blue. Uh, you know, no, no light jersey, just two dark jerseys, red and blue. I think it's going to be fun. It'll be cool. should be fun in here tonight. So that'll do it for our TDS pregame show. We're going to step away. We'll take a two-minute timeout. When we come back, we will give you the Lonnie Boys Barbecue, keys to the game, and the Boulevard Home starting lineups and get this thing tipped off and underway. Two-minute timeout and back on the Trailblazer Basketball Network. You're listening to Dixie State Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln at 145 West Hilton Drive in St. George and at stgeorgeford.com. Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln, your neighborhood Ford dealer and the title sponsor for all DSU athletics on Radio Dixie 91.3. It's back to the action for DSU Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf, St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Dixie State Athletics. Welcome back inside the Burns Arena. Dixie State and Regis getting set to do battle. We will have a a special treat at halftime coming up during the uh, Seven Oaks Jewelers halftime report. Uh, Ron Logry, Deputy Commissioner and Chief Operating Officer of the uh, the Western Athletic Conference. The WAC is he's here. He's in the house tonight, and uh, he's going to hop on with us at halftime and uh, talk about the WAC and talk about this transition and, and you know, things going forward. So hopefully Dixie State can put on a good show for him. 
tonight. Let's move into our Lonnie Boys Barbecue keys to the game. And, Mike, you know Coach Judkins well. I say it every night. Toss it over to you. Give us our keys to success for victory tonight for the Trailblazers. Number one's that guard play. They've got to make sure they keep the turnovers. If they could keep it in single digits, that would be outstanding. But no less than 12. 12 is probably too many. Uh, but they want to keep that sweet spot between know, not eight to ten turnovers. Uh, the second thing is rebounding. Coach Judkins hammered it into his guy's head today at shoot-around. They have to do a better job rebounding the ball. Their offense starts with rebounding. So rebounding number two. The final key for tonight, Carrick, is they have to play with energy. There has to be so much energy. That's energy from the bench, energy from the starters. It's got to be an energetic start for Dixie State and then work on maintaining that energy throughout the game. There you go, your Lonnie Boys Barbecue's keys to the game. See what's smoking at, bar at Lonnie Boys, located at 980 West State Street in Hurricane. Move on now, our Boulevard home starting lineups. First for the visiting Rangers of Regis, led by head coach Brady Bergeson, his ninth season as a head coach, fifth season at Regis. He's 70, he's 86 and 50 as a head coach, 70 and 45 as a coach at Regis. It will start like this. Brian Dawson at guard, Christian Little at guard, at forward, Tony Rochak, at uh, forward, Roberto Vercellino, and at guard, Will Cranston Lown. That's your starting lineup for Regis for Dixie State. They start the same way they have the last couple of nights, and it will be Jack Paganikoff, Jason Youngblood, Frank Stain, Hunter Schofield, and Jared Green. Tonight, head coach John Judkins looking for career win number 560 and Dixie State win number 276. That'll do it for our TDS pregame show. Those are our Boulevard home starting lineups. Remember, when you need home furnishings, buy smart. Buy at the Boulevard where you'll get the best name brands at the best prices along with the best service. And it is time for the tip. Dixie State, again, in the road reds. It's a red out inside the Burns Arena. Blue numbers, white trim. For Regis, the road blues, yellow numbers. White trim on the numbers. It will be green. Jumping it for the Trailblazers, it'll be Virgilino. Jumping it for the Rangers. It's going to be 6-9 against 6-8 inside the circle. Let's play some basketball. 20 minutes up on the clock. The referee approaches the circle, makes the toss, and Green's going to win the opening tap. Trailblazers have it moving right to left across your radio dial here in half number one. Paganikoff to the right side, handoff to Stain. Stain quickly to the left, bounces to Paganikoff. Perimeter left side, now to the free throw line, will bounce it inside to Green, and Green stopped. I think he thought it maybe got kicked, but a turnover gets out of bounds. Well, he had a layup. If he, if he was ready for it, it, it was a layup. That would have been an assist for Jack Pagenkopf, but now he ends up with a turnover here with 10 seconds into the game. Regis the other way. A layup up and in for Brian Dawson. He's got a quick two. Dawson, 12 points per game this season. Last night up the road in Salt Lake City had 12 points. Bounce inside. Here's Green, and he'll lay it up and in to answer. They are tied at two. Much better job connecting on that. You can see that, that, that tandem, Pagan, Cough, Green. They like that combination early tonight. We are tied at two, 19-10 to play. You mentioned the energy in the pregame show, and both teams showing it early. Dawson on the right arc, 
into the corner. We'll bounce it inside. They'll swing it to Little. Little has it stripped out of his hands and into the hands of Jared Green. Ahead to Pagan Koff up the left side of the floor. Dribbles through his leg. Stutter step inside. Hangs. Can't hit. A little bit of contact. Lost out of bounds off of Schofield and out of bounds. Coach Judkins pleading for a foul. Not going to get it. Well, both he and Jack Pinkoff are wondering. You can see Jack Pinkoff goes up. Got hit contact. across the head. Yeah. A lot of contact there on that shot. Then looks. Norwegian gets the basketball because falling out of bounds, they threw it off of Hunter Schofield's yeah. leg. So uh, not a call, but back on the defensive end for Dixie State. Got to get a stop. 18.40 to go. Half number one. We are tied at two. Cranston Loud. Over to Rochak. Rochak loses it. And they're going to say it was tipped out of bounds. And it'll stay with Regis. Dixie State coaches saying no one touched it. I'm not sure if any of the referees really saw it. They kind of all looked at each other. No Dixie State player touched it. Right through Frank Stane's arms. Out of bounds. So a call on both ends going against Dixie State early. We'll see if they can keep their heads here and stay in this game. We're tied at two. 18-25 to play. Virgilino into the right corner. Three on the way from Little. It's up and in. He's got three, and it's a 5-2 Regis lead. Frank Stain to answer right corner. Bang! We are tied at five, and Frank Stain knocks in his first field goal attempt of the night. It's a Mountain America three-pointer. That's a huge answer. Big shot by Regis, and Frank Stain coming back with a triple of his own. Rochak stops the dribble at the left elbow. Now back out to Cranston Loud. Crosses over to the right, still behind the three-point line. Moves left, hand off to Rochak. Penetrates to the right, kicks it back out. Dawson will pull it for three. It's too strong off the heel of the rim. And Dason Youngblood, the rebound. He pushes it up. Now to Schofield. Three ball straight away off the back of the iron. And the rebound to Cranston Lyon and Regis. An up-tempo game. We're tied at five. Virgilino for three. Right wing, in and out. And the rebound to Youngblood and the Trailblazers. 17-25 remaining first half. Game tied at five. Trailblazers looking for the lead. Paganikoff. The perimeter right side will bounce it inside Schofield. He catches and scores on the left side. That's a big bucket for Dixie inside. It's, it's important for them to get Hunter Schofield going. A lot of their offense will go through a post-touch, and if he can establish that strong presence early, it's going to open up some of that perimeter stuff for the guards. He's stating a man-to-man early. A 7-5 lead. 16.50 to go. They'll bounce inside. Pass intended for Virgilino. It's cut off and stolen by Green. And handed off to Pagankoff. Pagankoff to Green. Three-point land straight away over to Stain. Left side. He'll pull up. Jumper from the left side. It rims out. And little the rebound for Regis. Pass ahead to Dawson. Dawson will pull up. 15-footer right side. It's in. We're tied at seven. Man, it's a fast pace. You know, Regis is not afraid to run. And then they've got those perimeter shooters. So they're going to look... If they can take it all the way to the rim, they'll take it. But that kick out for a three has been wide open for them early. Young Blood, right corner. Dribbles all the way around the defender and will jump it from in the paint, and it rimmed out. Rojak the rebound. Pass ahead, Virgilino. Now, Little. Back to Virgilino. Ball knocked away by Paganikoff. He's got the steal. Under 16 to go. We'll have a media timeout next whistle. Wraps it into the corner. Stain for three. Too strong. And the rebound is taken by Christian Little. And do we have a foul against Dixie State as well? I think we do. 
Well, Jack Pagenkopf came flying in for that rebound. He got up, went after the ball. And it's going against Jared Green. Got his arm stuck in there. That'll bring us to the under-16 media. 7-7. We are tied. 60-second timeout and back on the Trailblazer Basketball Network. You're listening to Dixie State Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln at 145 West Hilton Drive in St. George and at stgeorgeford.com. Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln, your neighborhood Ford dealer and the title sponsor for all DSU athletics on Radio Dixie 91.3. It's back to the action for DSU athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Dixie State Athletics. That brought to you by Dairy Queen. If you sign up for the DQ mobile app, you can receive a free small blizzard. New deals every week. Remember, this is fan food, not fast food. And Dixie State, Regis tied at 7. Trailblazers 37% for the field. Regis 60% from the field. As this has been an up-tempo game, you mentioned it was going to be energetic. Both teams were going to be after it. You know, It's going to be, a, I think, a case of which team gets tired first tonight. As it is up and down, both teams taking out each other. Well, and it's going to come down to the bench, right? I mean, guys get tired. It's the next man up, and hopefully, you know, big minutes. Uh, so we just had a sub. We've got Cameron Chatwin in, yeah, Andre Chatwin's Wilson. In. So uh, see what kind of energy these guys bring. Well, our, uh, Regis, not Carter Christian, with possession. Carter Christian was last night. They're in Salt City right now. Here's Dawson on a 15-second shot clock. Virgilino over to Dawson. Right wing three on the way. It's short. Jack Pagan got the rebound. He's off to the races. Cross-court pass to Wilson. Right wing now to Schofield. The perimeter right side. They'll swing it. Left wing now. Pagankoff hesitates. Stops. Leaves with Schofield. A couple of dribbles inside of Chatwin. The left-hand layup is good. Great ball movement. And Chatwin has his first bucket of the night. Dixie State a 9-7 lead. Good start for Cameron Chatwin. He had awesome position there. Felt comfortable with the release. So that, that's a great sign for Dixie State. 15 minutes remaining. First half. A 9-7 lead for the Trailblazers. Here's Dawson. Six-foot-one junior guard from Los Angeles, swinging it around. Cranston Lown will try to kick to the corner. Penetrated inside, tried to kick to the corner. Was looking for Michael Benz, but Benz had moved to the wing, and he threw it out of bounds. Dixie State has it back. Well, Dixie's causing some problems defensively with, with their double team. So the ball goes in, and they do that double team where they'll run somebody at them until they pass the ball, and then they get back. And the rotations have been excellent tonight. So that double team's been very effective. Pagankoff will bounce inside. Hunter Schofield can't get the layup to go, but he is hacked on the arm, and he'll get a couple of free throws from the vintage at Canyonlands free throw line. You know, one thing, watch, watching the game again last night, one thing I noticed is Jack Pagenkoff really has a set of two guards that complement him really nicely. Andre Wilson and you got Youngblood that comes in. Those two guys, when, when they're in the game with Jack Pagenkoff, that combination is tough. And Jack knows it, and he's able to create some offense. When you add Hunter Schofield into the mix and Cameron Chatwin and Jared Green, that's, that combination's tough. Schofield splits the trip to the free throw line, and Dixie State a 10-7 lead. Regis the other way. Virchelino on a 14-second shot clock to Benz. Benz will bounce it to Bokel. Bokel, top of the key for Virchelino. Back to Bokel, left wing three on the way and in. We talked about him in the pregame show. He's only tempted 11 three-point shots this season now, but he's made six of them. Over 50% from beyond the arc, tied at 10. Schofield 
Working on Virtualino on the left block, kicks it out, Wilson left wing. Now to Chatwin. Chatwin quickly to Stain, has it knocked out of his hands. Stain wants a foul, said he got hacked on the arm, no whistle, we play on. Jack Pagenkoff will pull up for three left wing, and it bounces out of bounds. Schofield sprinting after it, he ends up almost up in the bleachers, up in the seats, but he can't quite get it. Regis has it back on the, the team rebound. Both teams putting up a lot of three-pointers tonight. We got Dixie's one for four. Regis two for five. Uh, the last four shots for Regis. They've been one for four from the three-point line. Do not want to see them get hot. You're tied at 10, 13-35 remaining first half. Rangers with possession. Here's Gibson. Now to Little. The leading scorer on this Rangers squad. Now Bokel, pump fake, will drive inside off the window. Couldn't score it, but a foul will go against Chatwin. And Aaron Bokel to the free throw line where he's a 71% free throw shooter this season. When you see Nichols, he, he flew out of the three-point line. He did not want to give up an open three. Uh, he was off balance just enough that they were able to get by him, but he did a good job of taking the three-point shot away from him. First free throw is good for Bokel. Four points for Aaron Bokel. We'll try to make it five. Leighton Parker will check in for Frank Stain. So on the floor for Dixie State, Leighton Parker, Jacob Nichols, Andre Wilson, Cameron Chatwin, Dason Youngblood. For Regis, it's Little, Rochak, Bokel, as he makes his second free throw, Benz, and Dawson. No, oh, excuse me, that's Gibson. 12-10, Regis on top. Quick 5-0 spurt for the Rangers after Dixie State had taken a 10-7 lead. Parker will hold. And the angle right side. Flips it to Youngblood. Quickly inside. Chatwin and he scores with contact. Left his feet. Had to adjust midair because Regis player was flying at him. He's still able to get it on frame. Scores it with a foul. Well, if you see this, the reason why... Dips, Gibson was on him. Is that they're sw Regis is switching all those screens, and so as soon as Dixie noticed they had a big on a guard, big just rolled right to the basket. Everybody else cleared out, and they had a mismatch there with Cameron Chatwin and Gibson on him in the post. So great read there by Dixie State, recognizing the switch and getting the mismatch. Chatwin will miss the free throw. Trailblazers one for three from the stripe early. We approach the under 12 media timeout. Vocal. To Rojak working on Chatwin, right side of the floor. Swing it around to Benz. Benz into the paint. Back to the left wing, Rojak. Looking to the corner, will hand off to Gibson. He'll pull up for three. Too strong. Off the right side of the rim, Leighton Parker brings it down for Dixie State. Pushes it across the timeline, and a carry. Hesitated. Got the palm underneath the bottom of the basketball and turned it over. Yeah, right there. Hesitation. Good call. Put it in your pocket, and they're going to call it. 12-12, Dixie State and Regis all knotted up with 12-27 to go in the first. Little to Rojak. Rojak back to Little. Little looking back door, nothing there. Instead, back to Rojak. Penetrates center of the lane. Will hand off inside. Eberique just checked in, and his shot is disrupted and taken down by Cameron Chatwood. To Youngblood. 
Chatwin looking inside, trying to bounce it into Jacob Nichols. Ball was kicked. Dixie State will have it. 22 seconds on the shot clock, but first, the under 12 media timeout with exactly 12 minutes remaining. We are tied at 12 at the 12 minute timeout. We'll take a 60 second timeout and come back on the Trailblazer Basketball Network. You're listening to Dixie State Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln at 145 West Hilton Drive in St. George and at stgeorgeford.com. Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln, your neighborhood Ford dealer and the title sponsor for all DSU athletics on Radio Dixie 91.3. It's back to the action for DSU athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Dixie State Athletics. A whole lot of up on the scoreboard right now. 12 minutes remaining. Dixie State's 12. Regis is 12. And we are coming back after the timeout. Carrick Samuel and Mike Olson with you. Trailblazers will have it with 22 seconds of the shot after the kick ball. Mike, what has stood out to you over the first eight minutes of this game? Well, it's fast-paced, but one thing Dixie's not doing well is rebounding the ball. They're being out-rebounded 8-5 to five currently. They're just not securing those rebounds. They've had opportunities for some offensive rebounds, I felt. They just haven't been able to connect. But rebounding is definitely going to be a key here for the next 11 minutes. Andre Wilson will try to bounce it to Parker on the left wing. It's knocked out of bounds. Dixie State will have it with 20 seconds on the shot clock. 11.54 remaining on the game clock. Youngblood into Pagankoff. Just check back into the game alongside Hunter Schofield. Pagankoff drives to the right side. Will bounce it center of the paint to Schofield. He'll go up and he's fouled. And the foul will go against Tony Rojak. His first third team foul against Regis. And Hunter Schofield back to the vintage at Canyonlands free throw line. It's a good place for Schofield. You know, it's good for him. He's... I believe he leads the team in free throw percentage at 71%, if I remember right. It's good. Dixie's very good when he's getting post touches. When he's scoring, going to the free throw line, that's that's good for them. So he's, he's got to get more of those opportunities. And it's good for him to get a good look at the basket and get that. If you look at the three-pointers, Carrick, that he makes, it's usually straight on right behind the free throw line. So a good look at the basket's good for Hunter Schofield. Split that trip at the free throw line. Maybe he needs to scoot back a little bit. Yeah, just take one step Free throw back. line. Just let me shoot a three instead. 13-12, Dixie State the lead. Regis with the possession. There's Little. Evariqua near side to Benz. Benz to Rochak. Rochak to Evariqua. Top of the key, Gibson. Three seconds to shoot. Fade away from the baseline left side as the shot clock expired. Wouldn't go. And Dixie State has the rebound. Youngblood to Nichols. To the right arc. Now back to the left. Back to Youngblood. Youngblood baseline left jumper, a 15-footer. Shot it up and over the rim and into the hands of Kevin Eberique and Regis. 10.52 remaining first half inside for Rochak. He can't get that one to go, baseline right. And Dixie State has it. Pagankoff up the right side of the floor, then into the paint. His shot is denied by Little. Pass ahead to Rochak in transition. He's fouled from behind by Andre Wilson. Free throws coming for Tony Rochak. Great hustle there by Andre Wilson to get back and prevent 
an open court basket. Great hustle there. And, you know, offensively, that, that turnover is costly. Jack Pagenkoff, he's, he's just trying to, to find his rhythm. Uh, he'll he'll find it. There's no question. He'll he'll make an adjustment. Dixie not playing real well. That, that 10 minutes isn't a great 10 minutes. They're up one, but not their best basketball. First free throw on the way from Rochak. He misses it off the right side. Take another look at the Andre Wilson foul and got him right across the arm. Good foul. You know, a lot of guys will pick up a flagrant or an intentional foul to try to grab him, trying to. Great play on the ball there by Andre Wilson. Rochak makes the second. He's on the board with one point. We're tied at 13. 10.35 to play, first half. Youngblood, cross-court pass to Pagankoff, gets it across the timeline with two seconds to spare. He's got it. Right side, they'll swing it over to the left. To Youngblood. As Schofield bounce pass into Nichols, back to Pagankoff, driving the baseline. Kicks it out. Wilson, it's tipped. It got over Wilson's head, but he's able to chase it down with four seconds to shoot. Three, Pagankoff, deep three, bang! From 30 feet! As the shot clock expired, and it's a 16-13 Dixie State lead. And a very strong candidate for a catering concepts play of the game. That, that was phenomenal. Great and then shot. an offensive foul the other way. Andre Wilson draws a charge. And that all started with Andre Wilson chasing down the loose ball after the tip. We got to see that play again when we got a chance. Next chance we get on the TV and internet side, let's go back to that Jack Pagankoff three-pointer, our early candidate for our catering concepts play of the game. 16-13, Dixie State the lead, 9.44 remaining. Pagankoff holding. Right side gives the stain on the angle. Little knocks it out of his hands and out of bounds. And he's confident that he knocked it off of Frank and out of bounds. The referees say no, it just went out of bounds. Dixie State will maintain position, possession on a 16-second shot clock. Pagan Koff. Holding. Gets in the lane, left side. Swings it back out, throws it right at the feet of Nichols. Loses it, dives on it. He's on the floor, gives it back to Schofield now. Five to shoot, stained for three right wing. It's short, and Nichols fights for the offensive rebound. He taps it to Schofield. Jacob Nichols hustling, and everybody loves it. Pagankoff, baseline right jumper, tried to bank it. No, offensive rebound, Schofield knocked out of his hands, and he's fouled. And the coaches love it. Offensive rebounds, keeping possession alive. You talk about, you know, Dixie not doing a good job rebounding up until this point. Now they're they're crashing the boards. Those are the first two offensive rebounds of the game. Great job. Here's our Pagankoff three as Wilson had to chase it down with four seconds on the shot clock. Got it to Pagankoff and a deep three on the right wing, and he splashed it home. Great look from our CEC TV crew. Right now the Trailblazers will have a fresh 20 on the shot clock with a 16-13 lead. Schofield will leave it for Youngblood in the paint, and he's... Floats it and scores it. His first bucket of the night, and Dixie State a game-high lead of 5, 18-13. 8.58 to play first half. Donald Gibson to answer from three right wing, and he missed it badly. Dixie State the rebound. And the Trailblazers can put together a little run here, try to build a lead before the break. Bounce inside. Jared Green went for the dunk. He's fouled at the bucket. And Coach Judkins saying, if you just lay it in, you got an and one. But he had his mind made up. He wanted to try to get the dunk. Had a couple chances last night, but he just 
was on the run and not able to get enough oomph up to the basket. Tonight he felt like, I can get it. He missed it. Now I'll have to try to earn it for the free throw line. Jared Green giving Coach Judkins a look like, Coach, look at all these people in here. Do you think they came here to see me shoot a layup? No, they want to see me bang on somebody. I had a chance. I'm going to go up strong. I'm going to try to dunk. Great pick and roll. He had the time. He's thinking, nope, it's two hands. I'm going up. I'm going to dunk this thing. And he would have gotten there if Virgilino wouldn't have uh, got back. To make the foul. First free throw is good from Jared Green. Second free throw, too strong and off the left side, 19-13. And Jason Youngblood is steal and he's fouled by Christian Little on the way back up the floor. Like, great job on the press right there. It completely caught Dawson off guard. You see him coming across the timeline, and he stopped in the one place you can't stop as a point guard. The second he crossed the timeline, both guards trapped him. He had nowhere to go in front of him, nowhere to go in behind him. Ended up turning the ball over. It's the seventh team foul, and so it's one and one for Jason Youngblood. Coach Judkins is asking for an intentional yeah. foul because yeah. there was no play on the ball. Yeah. It was a frustration foul for sure as Youngblood anticipated the pass, got the steal, and was fouled. So he's to the line. He'll try to make one and earn one. First one's up and in. He's got three. Christian Little with two fouls now. It's a 20-13 Dixie State lead. Vintage at Canyonland. Free throws, both of them up and in for Dason Youngblood. He's got four. And a 21-13, eight-point advantage for the Trailblazers. 8-25 remaining. Dawson will give to Oroskovichis. A lot of names on this Regis roster that I had to practice last night after last night's game. Rochik hits the deck, and he's bumped a little bit by Schofield and ultimately slipped. I mean, you could hear the, 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 the shoe and the, and the slip. Well, he comes and off Scho- the screen, and Hunter Schofield did exactly what he wow. should. Wow. He, he did it. it just looked funny because he fell down. He must yeah. have hit a slick spot or something. But Hunter Schofield doing a good job getting his hips through that screen, not allowing the, the screen to happen. Great position there by Hunter Schofield. Rochik just fell down, and the ref called it. Aruskovicius to Dawson. Spinning to the left. Shoots it with the right. Missed it. Offensive rebound for Regis. Cranston Lown. Here's to Aruskovicius. Back to Cranston Lown, 13 to shoot. On the right side, Bokel. Inside of Rochak. And another foul. This time it's Jared Green, his second. Under eight media timeouts, 7.45 to go. Dixie State a 21 13 lead. Take the one minute timeout, come back in the Trailblazer Basketball Network. It's back to the action for DSU Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf, St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Dixie State Athletics. Tonight's game brought to you by SkyWest Airlines. We're going to name a SkyWest Airlines player of the game during the second half. Fly St. George Regional Airport, and you're just one flight from anywhere. Book today to fly to Dallas, Fort Worth, Phoenix, Los Angeles, Denver, or Salt Lake City. All flights operated by SkyWest Airlines. 21-13, Mike, it's an 8-0 run for the Trailblazers. But a couple of quick fouls against Dixie State. Still only five team fouls, so no free throws yet for Regis as they're able to start building a little bit of a lead, and we'll see what they can do in the final eight minutes. Well, the story's been points in the paint. Dixie owning the paint with 10 points to Regis's two. Uh, 
very good job of, of connecting with those big guys down low. Regis with possession. 15 seconds to shoot. Rochek is the vocal. Vocal whips it inside looking for Cranston Lown, and it's tipped out of bounds by Dixie State. 10 seconds on the shot clock, 7.34 on the game. 21-13, Dixie State lead. You're just joining us, it's been tied for most of the game. Dixie State. Well, for Dixie, this is, you talk about this stretch. Uh, this is a story, you can see inside's great post there by Hunter Schofield. He, he's there right on the block, right in the key, perfect position again. Schofield makes the first free throw, he's got five. 24-15, Dixie State ahead by nine again. Second free throw up and in. Six points for Hunter Schofield. And a 10-point lead, 25-15. A 15-3 run for Dixie State over the last 6-28 of the game. Ryan Dawson back in for Regis. To the left side, Oruskovicius. Top of the key, Branston Lown. Eight to shoot. Kills the dribble right wing, Oruskovicius. The Bokel. Two to shoot, one to shoot. Step back three as the shot clock expires. Bangs off the front of the rim. Dixie State's got the rebound. Pagan Kopp. Behind the back dribble. Gives to Schofield. Spinning inside. Floating with the right and scoring. Eight points for Hunter Schofield. No question who they're going to offensively now. Hunter Schofield is dialed in and, and, and they're not hesitating getting him the ball. 27-15, Dixie State, the lead. And an air ball from Oruskovicius. And Dixie State will have it back. 27-15, a 12-point Dixie State lead, 5.52 to play in the first. A host of substitutions by the Rangers, and they're going to say that the ball was tipped, and that's why it was an air ball. Regis still has it. Pass inside, Little, reverse laying right to left is up and in. He's got five. That breaks your dry spell. They were one for ten in their last field goals on that 17-4 run by Dixie State. And a steal. Donald Gibson has it for Regis. Will drive inside. He misses, but a late whistle rings out. And free throws coming for Regis. Transition defense on the turnover. You know, you turn it over, you got to sprint back and stop the key. That time, Dixie getting whistled. Regis to take it out underneath. Uh, but man, they put together a strong run. And this is what we talk about with this Dixie State team. You know, they, they, they've got to be able to put teams away. They had that lead. Now, Regis is starting to put some pressure on them. And how they answer is going to be key here in the next five minutes. The lob in, Michael Benz. The left side now, Dawson. Dawson is to Gibson. Holding on the angle right side. Will bounce it to Little, driving the baseline, and he ran over Hunter Schofield. And that's his third foul. You know, Hunter Schofield, perfect. I mean, he, he's right where he needs to be, moves his feet, steps outside the circle. Great position there to pick up the charge. And Little didn't even make much of an effort to get the ball up. I mean, he just was intent on getting some contact and running Schofield over. He gets called for the foul. His third. 
Trailblazers leading by 10. Want to extend that lead here. Here's Schofield in the paint. Out to Youngblood. Thought about a three. Instead drives inside. Runner. No. Tip put back. Hunter Schofield. He's got 10. There we go again. Another key offensive rebound for Hunter Schofield. A 12-point advantage for the Trailblazers. 4.40 remaining. Gibson into the paint. Stops. Shoots it. Short. And Paganikoff the rebound. Jack to the left side. Dribbles through the laves. Gives the Hunter Schofield. And an offensive foul as Kevin Collins Eason is able to slide in front of Hunter Schofield. And Hunter came down hard. He's back up, making his way back down the floor. Hard drive by Hunter Schofield. And, you know, mm. I don't think... There's no position there. It, yeah, I, don't, I don't think he quite mm. got there in time. But, man, that's, that's, a, that's a tough I mean, call. You know, I'm I, glad he got the call because he really <laughs> yeah, he deserves it. For a player to, to take a hit like that and not get the call. I think if you were to vote, I think that official would have been outvoted 2-1. to one. Yes. Yep. I think the other official is ready to call a block. 29-17. Dixie State, a 12-point lead until Brian Dawson splashes home a three straight away. And it's 29-20. Dixie State lead is cut to nine. 4.02 remaining. Josh Newbold, his first touch of the game. He just checked in, takes a pass, and he'll score it. It's good to see Josh get that bucket. You know, he's continuing to work hard. Cranston Loud. Drives the baseline, hangs, flips it off the window. But it is way off the mark. Dixie State the rebound. Here's Pagankoff to the free throw line. To the left, he hangs, and he'll lay it in with the left hand. Five points for Jack Pagankoff, just like that. A 13-point lead again, 33-20. Under four media timeout coming, next whistle. Branston Lown, the road check. Road check, ball is tipped, but it still gets to Donald Gibson. He'll fire a three left wing. It's short, and Andre Wilson chases down the rebound. 3.15 to go. Dixie State really pushing the issue here. Nichols will drive inside. Kicks to Pagankoff, left corner. Get up, Josh! Josh, up! Jack around the screen. Tries to throw it to Frank Stain, and it's stolen by Donald Gibson. He tries to dunk, and he is denied by the rim. Offensive rebound, though, for Michael Benz. Whistles. Was it the shot clock? Did not reset after the missed dunk. Or it reset. It'll bring us to the under four media timeout. As they get the shot clock settled, it's down to 18. And Dixie State with a 33 to 20 lead. 2.56 to go on the first. We'll take a 30-second timeout and come back on the Trailblazer Basketball Network. You're listening to Dixie State Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln at 145 West Hilton Drive in St. George and at stgeorgeford.com. Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln, your neighborhood Ford dealer and the title sponsor for all DSU athletics on Radio Dixie 91.3. It's back to the action for DSU athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Dixie Dixie State Athletics. Regis has the ball still, but Donald Gibson's probably still feeling that one a little bit as he had a transition, could have laid it in, tried to go showtime and, and missed the dunk. And for a player, that's the last thing you want to do. 
fortunately for the Rangers, they still got the ball back on an 18-second shot clock. Yeah, that's, that's the type of missed dunk. You, you, know, you might need to get your shoulder checked by the trainer. You know, that, that hurts. Uh, fortunately for Dixie State, they get the ball back. Regis will have possession on the floor for Dixie State. Out of the timeout is Pagan, Koff, Nichols, Wilson, Parker, Stain. For Regis, it's Dawson, Bokel, Benz, Rochak, and in the corner is Gibson. Inbound pass goes to Dawson. Dawson to Bokel. Kicking it to the corner intended for Rochak. He loses it off of Frank Stain, and it will stay with Regis on a six-second shot clock. Dixie coming out of that timeout with a little bit different look defensively. It caught Regis off guard, took him a little while to find a play. Uh, led to, well, we got six seconds on the shot clock. Here's Rochak with four, driving inside with three, passes and it's stolen by Frank Stain. Quick bounce ahead to Pagenkoff up the left side of the floor. Angles right inside the paint, back to Parker. Parker to Stain. Stain cross-court pass to the right wing and Pagenkoff. Pagenkoff denies a screen from Stain and said passes into the right corner. And Andre Wilson for three. Yes, sir. 36-20, Dixie State by 16. A Mountain America three ball. You know, fortunately for Andre, that went in because I think it was a little bit too early in the shot clock. It was contested. Not the shot you want, but you'll take it when it goes in. It's always the right play when it goes in, right? right. Rochak the other way. He's going to drive inside, and it ends up Rochak at six foot eight against Leighton Parker at 6'3", a mismatch under the basket. He'll get the bucket and the foul. So Rochak gets the bucket. He's got five. And back into the game, Kevin Eberique. I still haven't put the original points up on the scoreboard from the layup. It's up and in. Six points. Scoreboard reads 36 21. There we go. Now it's up to 23. Always have to point that out because our scoreboard, our scorebug on the TV side is Pagenkopf is fouled on his way back up the floor. The scorebug is tied directly into that scorebot behind the, the scoreboard. And if it's wrong on the scoreboard, it's wrong on our TV side too. So Pagenkopf gets fouled. That's the 10th team foul against Regis, so two free throws coming for Jack Pagenkoff at the two-minute mark and a 36-23 lead. Good game here for Jack Pagenkoff. You know, he's had the ball in his hands a lot. He's making plays, either with a dish or a take himself. Uh, just a heady point guard here, takes care of the ball. You can see he gets pushed out of bounds uh, to go to the free throw line, knock down some free throws. And Pagenkoff makes the first. He's got six points, three rebounds, four assists. Second free throw on the way. Too strong. It rattles out. Tapped out of bounds by Nichols. Good try. And, and just for giving it a try, he kind of points like it went off the other player. And referee smiles and says, it wasn't even close. Yeah. Jacob agrees. He smiles. And says, it's worth the shot. 153 to go. Trailblazers leading by 14. 37-23. Rojak, baseline left. Gets to the bucket. Hangs. Can't hit. But he is hit. And free throws coming as Andre Wilson called for his second foul of the night. Now the pace of this game just really changed. And 
A lot of free throws, a lot of fouls. We're, we're sitting at 19 fouls for the half. Uh, both teams shooting a lot of free throws. Uh, Dixie, 8 for 13. Regis, 4 for 5. Uh, it's been the difference here. It's really slowed the pace down. First free throw up and in for Tony Rochak. Rochak tonight, 3 for 4 from the stripe. We'll have one more. He knocks it in. 8 points. That is, again, eight points for Tony Rochak. And a 37-25 Dixie State lead. Ball is knocked away from Youngblood. On the way up the floor for the full court pressure. And the ball is tied up. And it's going back to Regis. Coach Judkins and the Trailblazers were asking for a timeout. And Youngblood got to it first. But the timeout was not granted. Instead, it's a jump ball. Regis will get it back. On the alternate arrow. 138 to play first half. Dixie State a 37-25 lead. Eberique. Left wing. Passes into Rojak. One more look back door for Bokel. But he misses. And here comes Dixie State. Pagankoff in transition. Spinning away from a defender. And he'll lay it up and in. Another... Candidate for our catering concepts play of the game. You know, he did a great job setting the defender up. He knew exactly what he was going to do and set that spin move up beautifully. 39-25. Dixie State a 14-point lead and Jack with a steal. Pagankoff pulls it out with less than a minute left in the half. 55 on the game, 23 on the shot clock. Parker, right corner. Top of the key now. Pagankov crossing over to the left. Splits two defenders and he'll lay it up. No, short. Nichols, the offensive rebound. He's knocked to the ground. No whistle. And Boca will chase it down for Regis. Head out to Dawson. To the right side of Gibson. Fires a three and hits. And a timeout call by Coach Bergeson after the made three. Boy, a swing there. Big Looks like Pagankov had another lay-in. Wouldn't stay in the bucket. As we take a look at Jack Pagankoff driving inside, hesitates, spinning away from Brian Dawson. He lays it in. Great move by Jack Pagankoff. Two nights in a row, we've seen a brilliant play by the point guard. He just makes a play. He just slows things down. He sees the floor really well. He's got such good control. You know, he's able to spin between those two defenders, not lose his balance, and go up strong and finish. 11-point lead, 39-28. 34.1 seconds remaining in half number one. It'll be Dixie State possession after the Donald Gibson three-pointer. Again, Trailblazers have to go the length of the floor. We also remind you, coming up at the halftime break, the Seven Oaks Jewelers halftime report, we're going to have Ron Logry, the WAC deputy commissioner, will join us. Here's Youngblood off the inbound pass, breaks the press ahead to Parker inside Nichols. Nichols will swing it out to Pagankoff. Three-second differential between game and shot clock. Shot clock down to 15. Down to 12. Pagankoff spinning to the right with 10. Bounces into Youngblood. Pump fake. Will throw up a shot off the mark. Nichols' offensive rebound. Put back no. Tipped around. Parker had it. It's loose on the floor. Parker still got it. To Stain, and he'll score it off the window. And the fist pump from Coach Judkins afterwards. Love that effort. I mean, that ball was tipped. It was grabbed. It was shot. It was tipped again. Missed. 
How many times do they, you, you see this young blood shot misses, Nichols miss, a rebound miss, another tip by Peyton Kopp, miss, Leighton Parker picks it up, finds Frank Stain for the kisser off the glass. What a great possession and a great way to end the half. And Coach Judkins had the, the hippity hop in front yeah. of, the, uh, in front of the, uh, the bench last night, and tonight going with the Tiger Woods fist yeah. pump. 21-28, Dixie State a 13-point lead. Let's go right into our Seven Oaks Jewelers halftime report. And we are going to have a special guest join us here at halftime as we get the headset situation figured out. Mike, can just pull one of those chairs over here during halftime as well. And we are joined here inside the Seven Oaks Jewelers halftime report by WAC Deputy Commissioner Ron Logry. Ron, thanks so much for being here with us. Oh, it's fantastic. Happy to be here. First trip inside the Burns Arena, I imagine, or no? Have you been? You know, it, I I've stuck my head in it a couple times. Uh, you know, because I used to live here in Utah. So, but yeah, first time to take in an event, definitely. What do you think so far? Oh, it's very, very good. Uh, you guys do a great job here. It's a great atmosphere. Um, team plays playing well. It's a very good, very encouraging. We're we're excited to have you on here at halftime. Glad that we could make this work and. And obviously, the you know the elephant in the room, Dixie State in its final season in, in the in the RMAC and in Division Two, and trans, you know, up going to Division One and, and into the Western Athletic Conference, and, and coaches, players, fans, the community is so excited. Can't wait to get there. A lot of work to be done between now and then, still. But uh, you know, with, when the WAC looks at Dixie State, and we had this discussion, you know, earlier last year when the announcement was made, when the WAC looks at Dixie State, what do, what do you guys see from your perspective about what? Dixie State brings to the conference as a new member of Division One and the conference. Well, from my perspective, what my input was, you know, indicated I lived in Utah, so I knew what Dixie State meant to St. George and the uh, the Southern Utah area. So I knew what the potential was. Um, certainly wasn't my decision or anything certainly. like that, but my input was that that it said you're you're really bringing in a very strong um, community team. Uh, community gets around this team, um, but also the the West. You know, we want. We're, we're, we're trying to put the West back in the name whack. So uh, um, this fit the footprint and uh, the, the sports Dixie State offers really meshes with what we have and what's important to our league. We're chatting with Ron Logry, uh, Deputy Commissioner of the Western Athletic Conference. Uh, uh, been in, in the conference for about a year now, yeah, if I understand, yeah. after a, a long time in the in the Big Sky Conference. I mean, so you're, I mean, you are very familiar with the, you know, this division, this level of Division One and FCS and football. Of course, 60 State will be competing at, at the ind at independent level in, in football. Um, what are some of the things that that you're looking for from from Dixie State in, in the early going of uh, of their membership in, in, in the WAC? Obviously, we still have you know another six months before it's official. Uh, Trailblazers are excited. I mean, they'll they'll be back. You know, natural rivals again with with the UBU up yep. north yep. In, in Utah, but also. Brad Cannon and California Baptist, who Dixie State was was with in, inside the Pacific West Conference before making the move to the RMAC. Uh, it's just a great move all around. It'll be, gonna be you know, exciting. I, you know, you touched on it. You know, when we when we sat down to do scheduling, uh, it was here. Here we have a travel partner for UVU that just makes sense. And you know, once we laid that out to the membership, because you know there was there was these feelings. Your new team coming in, maybe they shouldn't. But it just it was such an obvious thing to put you and UVU as a um, travel yeah. partner team comes in in and out of utah um but really what, what we're looking for is just the 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 constant improvement of every sport um i mean the, the i think the first year is always a, a wake up 
wake up call and yeah. see where you're at and and then you gauge from there and move forward um but you know like cal baptist did i mean they just oh. you know they, they figured this saw what they needed and they've they've moved forward and uh you know they they probably one of our, one of our top seeds going to the tournament if they were eligible so yeah th- that's what we're you know we're, we're expecting and hoping and um you know and you touched on the fcs football i think some things are going to change in the west with that yeah. i think uh there's some potential there and uh we're always looking at that we don't have football as you right. know but if we can if we can create a uh, western athletic conference football league you know what we look at is like the um the missouri valley football yeah. conference you know something something akin to that that's really a, a goal. It, it's out there a ways, but um, it's something we're always yeah. looking at. And, and it's a lot. It's, I get that, asked that question a lot. Uh, people around here, they, they want to know, how long yeah. is football going to be independent? Of course, here in Utah, people look up the road at BYU and they go, oh, you know, <laughs> I don't know how independence is really treated BYU. You know, so yeah. that's what they have to compare it to. Yeah. And it's scheduling is tough. And, and so that it's good to hear that, you know, definitely there's some, you know, some research being done. And, you know, can we bring football back to the WAC? I mean, what, obviously, you'd have to add more football-playing schools. That's the number one thing. But what are some other uh, boxes you'd have to check off in order to bring football back to the Well, world? I mean, you, you know, where I, where I came from, uh, there were some affiliates. And so yeah. maybe there's some potential there. And we don't know what it is until we explore it. But, you know, they, maybe they're not members per se, but affiliate members that can create a football league. You know, again, much like the – Missouri Valley Football Conference is a, is a mesh between Missouri Valley teams and Summit League teams to create this football league. And maybe there's a potential there for something like that, you know. And, and so we're, we bring in Tarleton State. They're a very strong football program. They're in Texas. So what is in Texas that, you know, maybe there's some opportunities there. You, you know, the Southland, the big, the big sky is really big. You know, yeah. what, what's going to happen with the big sky? I know they're doing exploratory studies on what their goals are. So, you know, there, I, I just don't think it's we're, four years from now we're going to be set yeah. here in the same situation. I think there's going to be potential for creating something. And I know that's uh, Commissioner Hurd's goal before he retires is he, he wants uh, wants some form of a whack football league. And, I, I you know, we're going to try to get it done. Well, we're all for it. Yeah. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> we're chatting with uh, Ron Logry, Deputy Commissioner and Chief Operating Officer of the Western Athletic Conference came from the the Big Sky, so certainly familiar. Uh, 23 years in the Big Sky Conference and familiar with uh, you know this FCS football level. And you know people always want to just call it the FCS level. That's only football, but you know the WAC, pretty strong basketball conference right now. New Mexico State, uh, you know, obviously has been that kind of that that ring leader for for a lot of years. But like you mentioned, you've got Grand Canyon in there, who is having more of a down year, I think, yeah. than we've seen in the past. But uh, California Baptist really making the transition well. Their women's team played in the, NIT, the WNIT last year. Uh, you know, like you said, if you know if if their men's team was eligible right now, um, they might be the top one of the top seeds going into the WAC yeah, tournament. Yeah. I mean, so a lot of people look at it and, and they say, you know, how strong is this conference right now? And I and I respond with it's 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 strong. It's they play a very great brand of basketball and and, and a lot of their other sports, and it's fun to watch. Yeah, we were the 17th uh, RP. Well, now it's the net, but yeah. 17th ranked conference in the net last year. So you know, and we were two free throws away from having our team knock off the eventual Final Four team. Yeah. So you know, they, we we do play a very strong uh, brand of basketball, and I think uh, maybe having a, a little down. Some of our top teams are having down years, but our other teams are getting better and improving. And um, 
you know, as soon as as soon as we can get <laughs> Dixie State and Cal Baptist and everybody in the tournament, in the eligible, you know, yeah, eligible and in the <laughs> tournament, I, I I just think then we just we just keep soaring and uh, you know, and you only get better if your your other teams push. And I think we need uh, some teams to really give New Mexico State that that drive yeah. a little push from the bottom to them they win that game in the tournament so uh there's all these things that can happen that we think will happen we um, and we're we're gaining more than we're losing you know so uh we're we're very happy about that last question for you before we let you go and and uh move into the rest of our halftime report and you just mentioned yeah. you know the, the school is transitioning and, and getting eligible and in the tournament you've been at this level for a long time you've seen a lot of schools you know, make the move and the transition, you know, up to Division One. I. I get asked this question a lot. Why the four-year probation period or whatever you <laughs> want to call it? And and my response is, well, you know, we're probably not going to make it into the postseason anyway in those four years. And that, that's maybe not the best answer, but obviously there's certain things that you have to meet and do each year to continue that transition. But that's just one question I get asked a lot. Maybe you can answer that for some of our listeners. Well, I viewers. can because I have been around so long. And I, I what, what used to happen is teams teams would go to Division One. Get, get the benefit, get the, yeah. you know, the, the, let's just say it, the, the money. There's a division one, there's some basketball payout, maybe some football payout. And then, well, we'll go back to division two. Now. So there had, there had to be some, you know, you, you had to put in the work basically yeah. to become division one and that where they came up with four years, who knows, uh, you know, because, but, but there, there's, you know, the Cal Baptist is ready in two. Certainly. Maybe some schools not ready till four, you know? And, and so someone in the, the, Right, the whole NCAA structure thought four years was a great, yeah. you know, I think that's freshman, sophomore, junior, senior, maybe I don't know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, it's a four, it, it, but, you know, we're always wanting those four-year players, yeah, so why not four yeah, years? So you know? I think that's where it came from. But yeah, there was a there was a huge problem back a long time ago with up and down teams going, yeah. schools going up and down, up and down, and they just put an end to it. Yeah, so that makes sense. We want to make sure that you know that really serious about this and, 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 you know, make it work. Yeah. It stick. It's a, it keeps yeah, it's a huge money outlay. It's a huge resource outlay. So if you're going to do it, you know, you, you better be serious about it. And I, I think that's what they, why they did that. And I think we're getting teams and schools that are serious about it. Well, Ron, we appreciate you stopping by. It's obviously been a, big, a great year for Dixie state basketball so far, a little more work to put in tonight. And, you know, they want to leave a mark on the RMAC and division two and they excited, you know, this time of year next year to be, you know, playing in the WAC and, and, and playing Cal Baptist and Grand Canyon and and UVU and, and all those schools and, and just looking forward to it. It's going to be fabulous for your community and your university. I think it's just really going to do great things. And that's the one thing we hear a lot, too, is who are these schools you're playing right <laughs> now? We don't recognize some of these names. And, you know, next year certainly won't have yeah. as much of a problem with these more recognizable names yeah, coming it. into the Burns Arena. Yep. Thanks, Ron. Appreciate it. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. And that's Ron Logry joining us in the uh, – Seven Oaks Jewelers halftime report and definitely extremely excited to be moving into Division One level and into the Western Athletic Conference and uh, the Trailblazers with a 41-28 lead at the half. Uh, let's go ahead and I know we're late in the halftime break, but let's look at some first half highlights if we've got those ready in the truck. And, uh, you know, Dixie State, Got this thing started early. Jared Green kind of picked up where he left off early in early, early last night. Frank Stain in his first shot attempt got a three to go. Jack Pagenkoff was just making plays, whether it's scoring, whether it's passing. 
you know, as a senior leader, really making his mark on this team. Cameron Chatwin came in. That's the thing about this Dixie State basketball team is it's not just one person. It's everybody. It's the, it's, it's the Trailblazers. The team is the star. Jack Pagenkopf, that was our first candidate for a catering concept play of the game, a deep three. You see Youngblood getting involved in the offense. Here's Youngblood again pulling up from 17 feet. Tons of first-half highlights to go over. Pagenkopf to Schofield. He's got 10 points. He really had a great half. A tip put back there for Schofield. Pagenkopf again hanging, hitting with the left. And we still haven't even gotten to Pagenkopf's spinning layup. Here's Andre Wilson in the right corner. And here we go. Pagenkopf hesitates spinning. For me, that's our leading candidate for catering concepts. Play of the game. Andre Wilson, or excuse me, this is that hustle play at the end of the half where about everybody got a touch on it. And then Frank Stane kissing it off the window on it. Mike, welcome back. Hey, thank you. Was, you bailed on me during the interview, man. Where'd you go? <laughs> I had uh, I had to take care of some business. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm just I, kidding. I drank three of those 20-ounce bottles of water. <laughs> hey, you got to gotta keep the, the mouth moist and... and Ready to go. That, so I half couldn't get over quick enough, and we sat down for that interview. I... Dixie State, a 41-28 lead. We're going to go ahead. We'll take a two-minute timeout and come back with a second half on the Trailblazer Basketball Network. You're listening to Dixie State Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln at 145 West Hilton Drive in St. George and at stgeorgeford.com. Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln, your neighborhood Ford dealer and the title sponsor for all DSU athletics on Radio Dixie 91.3. It's back to the action for DSU athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Dixie State Athletics. Welcome back inside the Burns Arena. Great interview with Western Athletic Conference Deputy Commissioner Ron Logry, and he added some great insight on the four-year transition period, you know, on what they're expecting from Dixie State early. They know it's going to be rough that first year, but, you know, really try to sort things out. That's what the four-year period is for anyway. He talked about football, and he was the one that brought football up and, you know, trying to bring WAC football back, and that's exciting. We're great to have Ron here tonight and on, and on, the, uh, on the broadcast. We got another 20 minutes of basketball to play, Mike. Very important 20 minutes of basketball. Dixie up 41-28. They they have to take control and get that momentum. It'll be interesting to see which team comes out and grabs that momentum. We got 20 minutes to go. Those four-minute battles. The momentum is going to be everything. Is it Dixie State? It's going to push away and get some separation, or is Regis going to make a run and make this a closer game? Same starters for Dixie State: Pagenkopf, Youngblood, Stain, Schofield, Green, and one difference for Regis. You've got Dawson, Little, Rojack, Cranston, Loud, and then Vocal instead of Virtualino. AC State with the first possession of the second half. AC State now moving left to right across your radio dial. Pagan Kopp with 13 to shoot. Pulls it out. He's asking for a screen from Schofield. Finally gets it. Dribbles around the lane. Tries to bounce inside and he's fouled. You clearly wanted that screen to come a little bit sooner. But he's able to get fouled, and they'll get 20 seconds back on the shot clock. The foul against Bokel is first. We can see Jack Pagenkopf drew three Regis defenders. He came off that screen, and it drew a lot of attention. He's dangerous when he comes off, and Regis knows it. So all their attention focused on Jack Pagenkopf on that screen. Pagenkopf baseline right will bounce inside to the left side to Green, and he catches and scores it. You know, run him through the lane from right to left. He gets open and scores. Oh, they are so good, so efficient on their out-of-bounds underneath. 
You know, that executed perfectly for two points. 1918 research project for you, Mike. Go back and see how many inbound plays Dixie State has scored on through this year. Bokel, speaking of scoring, he'll get inside and score it for Regis. 43-30, Dixie State a 13-point lead. Schofield to the right corner, Stain. Back to Schofield, right wing three on the way. No, rimmed out. And the rebound to Brian Dawson. Dawson ahead to Little. Little to the right side, Cranston Lau. Kick it into the left corner, Bokel for three. Missed it, and Youngblood goes up high and snares the rebound. Youngblood pushes across the timeline. Backing in, side, and he'll score it. He got the rebound, pushed it up the floor, and drove it inside. Backed in Cranston Lyon and scored. He did it all. 45-30, to go, second half. Bounce inside Rochak, and he'll score with contact. Well, they're just defensively, Coach Judkins is just wanting to see two or three consecutive stops. That time, the post player is getting caught behind the post. Coach Judkins does not like those post players playing behind. It's too easy of an entry pass. And you can see Jared Green coming out of the game. I'm sure Coach Judkins will remind him he can't play behind the post. Green's third foul, so he'll come out and get a little breather. 18-19 remaining. Trailblazers a 13-point lead. Rochak with one free throw. Rochak four for five from the stripe tonight. And it's up and no good. Rebound to Cameron Chatwin, who just checked in for Green. Paganikoff to Chatwin. Almost went out of bounds. Chatwin had to chase it down. He does so. It'll give to Youngblood. Top of the key, Schofield. The right side, Paganikoff. 14 to shoot. Baseline. Splits it two defenders and bounces inside to Schofield, who catches, and he lays it off the window and in. Great interior pass there for Hunter Schofield. You know, He's very good, Carrick. We talked about it all night. When he's in the paint, and he can catch it with some movement towards the basket. He's tough to stop. 47-32. Dixie State a 15-point lead. Ball is loose on the other end. Stain's got it. Hand off to Paganikoff. Here come the Trailblazers. Paganikoff into the lane. He'll leave it for Schofield. And he's fouled on his way to the bucket. I'm trying to listen. You're doing the same thing I am. I'm trying to listen to the conversation between Jack Paganikoff and Coach Judkins. <laughs> and I think Coach Judkins is asking why he didn't go to the hole. Is that, what, is that what he's asking him? He asked him why he didn't go to the hole, and Jack laughed and said, well, I probably wasn't going to get the call anyway. First free throws up and in for Schofield. What he was talking about is he doesn't want him to come right down the middle of the floor, maybe move to a side a little bit so when Hunter trails, he can come right down the middle, and that's an easier pass for Hunter Schofield. It's kind of a bad angle, but if he could have had a little bit better spacing as it came down the floor, it would have made that pass 200 much easier. Hunter Schofield splits the free throws. Brought to you by Vintage at Canyonlands, and it's a 16-point lead, 48-32. Little will swing it around Eberique. Top of the key, Cranston Lown for three, left wing. It rims out, and Dacian Youngblood going to grab the rebound. Youngblood has it knocked out from behind, but he's able to keep it. Over to Pagankoff, right wing three on the way. Left it short, and it's out of bounds. Chatwin tried to chase it down, couldn't get to it soon enough. Having a hard time getting to the rhythm here offensively. Now they had one solid possession, but nothing since then. Regis doing a good job again, switching some screens and, and making things a little bit more difficult for Dixie's offense. 
17 minutes to go. Three minutes gone by in the second half. Little cross-court pass up Arikwe. Lobbing in to Virchelino. And it's tipped. Ball is loose. Hagan Kopp the steal. He'll walk it across the timeline. Hand off to Stain. Now to Chatwin. Try to throw a pass into Schofield. Went over the top instead of a bounce pass, and it's stolen right back. Gibson. He'll lose it. And it's taken away by Jack Pagankoff. Team's trading turnovers. Pagankoff will bounce it to Youngblood, and he misses. And the foul going to go against Virchelino. And that, that foul almost stopped a great pass. I mean, you had Pagankoff get wrapped around, and he fouled Pagankoff. That one, you almost got to let it play on and let Youngblood make that layup. He missed, so we'll take it. You love Jack Pagankoff. He never wants to make... The easy the pass. Easy pass. He's got to like, make it look nice. He's going to make it look nice. And, and, and it was right there. That was a great decision and a, a great pass by Jack Pagankoff. Schofield, three-point land straight away now to Pagankoff. Jack stops the dribble. Perimeter left side looking for help. Gets stained. Into the right corner now. Youngblood. Youngblood trying to bounce inside to Chatwin, and it's kicked by Gibson. And the shot clock back out to 20. Again, Coach Judkin talking to Cameron Chatwin about spacing and where he's going to set that screen. Where he sets the screen is so important because it indicates where he's going to roll. Youngblood to the near side and Pagankoff. Jack has it knocked out of his hands, chases it down, goes to the ground, and he's out of bounds after he falls. And a turnover back to Regis. So Regis, every time... Jack Pagankoff comes off the screen. Both guys jump out and double him. They completely double him. So that play before when he was talking, Coach Yudkins was talking to Cameron Chatwood. He was telling him, you don't have to roll as far. You need to pick and pop so Jack has an option to get a quick dump. And then you've got numbers. 48-32. Here's Little inside for Regis. Couldn't get it to go, but Rochak is there to clean up the garbage. And he'll tap it back in. 48-34, a 14-point Dixie State lead. With 15.45 to go. Media timeout coming on the next whistle. Pagankoff will push it up the floor. And a foul going to be called inside as Chatwin was pushed to the floor by Rochak. And that will bring us to the under 16 media timeout. 15.41 to go as we take a look at Rochak pushing off on Chatwin. Then trying to get over and draw the charge. 48-34, Dixie State the lead. 60-second timeout in back on the Trailblazer Basketball Network. It's back to the action for DSU Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf, St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Dixie State Athletics. 15-41 to go. Dixie State, a 48-34 lead. We want to remind you, tonight's game brought to you by Catering Concept, sponsor of our play of the game. Call Catering Concept when it just has to be perfect. Catering Concept will customize any menu just for your event. Black Hill State. Score update, 65-61 over Colorado School of Mines. Just like that, Dixie State could gain two games over Colorado School of Mines as they lost last night to South Dakota Mines. Tough South Dakota trip. Dixie State glad they didn't have to make that trip this year. Inbound pass, Pagankoff. Gives it to Schofield, right back to Jack. And he missed the layup, baseline left, in traffic, tough shot. And here come the... Rangers into the left corner. Oruskovicius. Three over the rim, but an offensive rebound. Back out. Little for three left wing. Off the front iron. And Cameron Chatwin with the rebound with 15-18 to go. 
Big 15 minutes for Dixie State. You know, they've kind of found that rhythm. They've, they've made that adjustments with the, the switching and the screen and roll. So hopefully they can get some momentum here offensively. Wilson, baseline left side, bounces in. It's Hunter Schofield, and he lays it up and in. The anticipation from Wilson knowing that Schofield was coming down the lane was incredible. Yeah, it's good spacing. You know, that cut is there because guys are spread out. And they're moving, and it really opens up that lane. 50-34, 16-point Dixie State lead with 14.44 to go. Rojak catches on the right block. He'll jump it. And it comes over the rim and off, but he's fouled by Cameron Chatwin. Now Cameron Chatwin's putting in some big minutes. I was going to say, I, this is about the time when Coach Judkins will probably get a sub because he's, he's really working hard defensively. He's running the floor real well. And that time, defensively, you chalk that foul out for maybe just – just a little bit tired and behind about a half a step. Rochak first free throw is in. 13 points for Tony Rochak. You know, Cameron, he, they, had, they had him pinned right there. If, if all three guys would have just completely st stood straight up, there's no way he would have got that shot off cleanly. It, it's so tempting. You want to swipe your hands down and pick up the block. That time he got whistled. Rochak makes both free throws. And tonight he's 6 of 8 from the free throw line. 14.39 to go, second half. Dixie State, the lead is 14. Every time the Trailblazers try to run away with it. Rangers answer with a bucket or some free throws. Wilson. Pagan Kopf. Jack will bounce to the right side. And Parker. Parker dumps it into Schofield. And then back to Parker. A little give and go. And Parker is fouled from behind. Two free throws coming. The foul will go against the Ruskovichis. But if we get another look at that screen right there, it's a great read by Leighton, who he was supposed to screen. And when he went to set the screen, he slips right there. Boom. He's, he's supposed to set a screen for Jack Pagenkopf, but he noticed the cheat. He waited just a half a second and dove right to the basket. That's a great read there by Leighton, who, who saw that wide open. The hat's off to the post. I, I think it was Hunter. It was either Hunter, Hunter Schofield, Schofield. Who, who saw it as well, and he had to make the pass behind him. So very good court awareness there by Leighton Parker. Parker will miss the first free throw. And he'll have one more on the way up and in. He's on the board with a single point. It's 15-point lead, 51-36. Rangers with possession. 14.05 remaining. Cranston Loud. Oruskovicius to Dawson. He'll jump a left wing three, and it's an air ball up and over the top of the cylinder. And it bounces over into the Dixie State cheerleaders. And with that, Donald Gibson checks in, as well as Kevin Eberique. Said it in the first half, I'm going to say it again. This was the second game of our back-to-back. -back. So last night, I was up late this morning going over it. There was a lot of names I had to make sure that I had right tonight. And I hope I'm saying them all right. Following the pronunciation, guys. 13.47 to go. Wilson going to get called for the offensive foul. And anytime you bring the arm up like that, whether you really meant to push off or not, you're going to get nailed. Yeah. Any kind of an easy call by the official, but you can see he's got his arm out. There's chest first. You know, Andre's just 
He's a strong guy. Yeah, he, he's, he's going for a touchdown with that stiff arm. He's a strong dude. So, you know, he was off balance just a little bit, but easy call for the officials. 13 34 to go, second half. Dixie State a 51 36 advantage. Largest lead tonight has been 16 points. Dixie State takes the ball back. And Pagankoff throws a bounce pass that goes off of the foot of Gibson, but off the top of the foot, so no kick. Gibson will bring it back up the floor, misses a three. Offensive rebound, Eberique, and he throws it away after the rebound. It's to Pagankoff. He's got five seconds to get it across the timeline. He does. He double teamed just across the timeline. And a foul. Or a timeout. And Coach Bergeson unhappy because Coach, it's going to stretch to a full timeout. Let's keep it right here and just talk about this. 12.59 to go. Timeout's brought to you by Dairy Queen. Coach Bergeson's upset because when the ball's in play, the timeout has to come from the player. He was trapped, and so everyone on the sidelines yelling for a timeout, and they give him the timeout. Coach Bergeson is arguing that Jack Pagankoff never asked for a timeout, and Dixie State was granted a timeout. Yeah, and you know he may have a good point there, but uh, the, the officials talking about it now, asking, "Oh, you know, did you hear who called timeout?" Either way, you know it's that's not a huge play. I mean, who I calls mean, timeout? But you can understand and being upset about it. I mean, yeah. you're trying to maybe get a five-second count, trying to force a turnover, and Pagankoff was certainly in some trouble right there. You know, double team right across the timeline. So you can understand. If, why he's upset. But we go to the timeout. 12.59 to play. Dixie State leading at 51-36. Of course, looking ahead, Dixie State will have Colorado Mesa next Friday and Western Colorado next Saturday to close out the four-game homestand. Anytime you bring Mesa into the building. Yes. yes. It's going to be fun. One last time. One last time. Depending on what happens in the RMAC tournament. Well, it's, you know, we look at this last 12, 13 minutes. Uh, Dixie's regained the rebounding average, and they now lead Regis 25 to 23 in rebounding. In the rebounds, it's turnovers. We talked about a key is, you know, that those turnovers. Dixie's committed 10 turnovers. And out of those 10, the last three have been those unforced turnovers that just kill you. 12.53 to go. Dixie State working it into Schofield. And it's a foul. By Donald Gibson. And I'm not going to make the motion that the referee makes. You guys made fun of me for it last night, but not giving the defender the space to make a move. That's right. Great, great explanation. And a travel by Nichols afterward. They'll give it right back to Regis. Another big possession here defensively for Dixie State. You know, they, they're trying to get three consecutive runs. That's their goal, or three consecutive stops. They want three straight stops uh, coming out of that timeout. Well, 35 remaining. Eberique will pull it for three left wing. It's short, and it bounces out of bound back to Dixie State. The Rangers just four of 20 from beyond the arc tonight. 20% clip. Dixie State not much better. Three of nine. Aaron Bolko will check back in. Christian Little back in. 
Little got a little bit of an extended rest after picking up his third foul. And now you got to think he's probably in for the stretch run. Stain as the Trailblazers break the press. And Nichols will bounce it inside looking for Schofield. Knocked away. Stain's got it. His shot won't go. And here come the Rangers. Little. Virtualino. Evarique. Back to Virtualino. 15 feet from the bucket. Baseline right. Backing in on Nichols. Spins left into the paint. Knocked out of his hands by Nichols. But Little picks it up and lays it in on the on the right side. He's a big, strong guard. You know, he, he can hang with post. He's, he's athletic. He's got a lot of upper body strength, which allowed him to go up strong, absorb the contact, and still score. Trailblazers the other way. 11.44 to go. Media timeout coming next whistle. It's a 13-point lead. 51-38. Stain to Schofield. Schofield to Parker. Parker. Bumped by Virtualino, no whistle. He'll bounce inside Schofield, and Schofield will lay it up and in. Another good move. That's, that's where you want him to get catch. Coach Judkins yelling again. Three stops. Give me three straight stops. That's the goal. 11-16 remaining. And Little travel. And takes us to the media timeout. 11-14 remaining. Dixie State 53, Regis 38, a one-minute timeout, and back on the Trailblazer Basketball Network. It's back to the action for DSU Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf, St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Dixie State Athletics. State of 53-38 lead. Trailblazers, we take a stat check. 52% for the field for the game, 55% in the second half. Regis, not quite as good, 33% for the field, 30% from Beyond uh, the arc in the second half, Dixie State out-rebounding Regis 26-24. For the Trailblazers, as you go back to the key to the game, it's guard play, rebounding, and energy. Doing pretty well with a 15-point lead. Well, yeah, it's just those turnovers. You know, those, those 11 turnovers could be costly. You know, you, you don't want to be turning the ball over, giving, giving up extra possessions. Back in play we go, 11.05 remaining. And Schofield's foul. They're on along the left sideline. Should be one one. And we got a bench warning against Coach Bergeson in the bench. He was pretty upset after the the, the Pagan cough yeah. timeout situation, and he's still been letting him have it. Now he's also pointing out the officials, the discrepancy in fouls. You can hear him look. He's looking at the scoreboard, yeah. saying it's, it's it's eight to three. Uh, you know, but they're playing from behind. Like they're they're over aggressive defensively. They've pressed a little bit. You know, there's a little bit more urgency on the side of Regis, so they're more apt to fouling. Schofield will miss the front end of the one and one. So Regis will get it back. 53-38. way. Leaving inside for Rochak. Left side shot blocked by Youngblood. And brought down by Schofield. The head to Youngblood. To Stain. Catch and shoot three. Left corner. Bang! <laughs> Not the shot Coach Judkins wanted, but it goes, and he's got eight. And Stain is steal on the other end. Passes ahead to Youngblood or to Pagankoff, and he'll lay it up and in. Well, he's got go. ten. This is Dixie State basketball right here. Get the ball out and run. It's great turnovers. 
That Carrick was the third straight stop. 58-38, 20-point lead for Dixie State. Rochak to answer no, a late whistle as the ball rolls off the rim. And it's Schofield. And that'll be number three. That's, that's exactly what we're talking about here. When we, we want up-tempo and energy and get out and run, that, that's it. Those last two possessions were perfect. Rebound the ball, outlet, go. Turnover, outlet, go. The Frank Stain three-pointer, that was a two-on-one fast break, and Frank leaked out to the corner. You know, in the past, that would have been a bounce pass for two. But now guys are floating out to the perimeter and using that three-pointer as a weapon in a fast break. That time, Frank Stain picking up a huge shot. You know, eight points for Frank Stain has been great. He's been, he's been held scoreless. You know, he had a rough game last night. Back with eight points. Good to see him shooting the ball well. Rochak makes both free throws. He's got 16 points. And he's cleaning up at the line. Eight of ten from the free throw line. 58-40, Dixie State, an 18-point lead. And we are halfway through the second half at the 10-minute mark. Stain. The Youngblood right wing. Youngblood has it stripped out of his hands. Ball's loose. And Regis is going to dive on it. Ball is tied up. And the arrow will stay with Regis. It was Christian Little who gobbled up the loose ball. My ball. Got to it first. And Regis has it. I love the execution there by Dixie. You know, most you're looking at the clock thinking, okay, time and possession. They're not just going to hold the ball. They're going to run a play that's got continuity to it. That keeps reversing. And that time, Dixie reversing the ball three or four times, working on their offense. Uh, a great possession there. Even though they didn't score, it was a great possession for Dixie State. Little. The right wing, Dawson. Back to Little. They got away with the travel. We'll drive inside and score it at the bucket. Nine points for Christian Little. And it's a 16-point game. 58-42. 9-20 remaining. Young blood to Schofield. The right wing, Pagan Cop. Jack. Baseline right now. Kind of wrap it back around to Schofield, and it's tipped out of bounds. They'll stay with Dixie State on a nine-second shot clock. Roberto Vercellino going to check back in from Torino, Italy. Got a guy from Switzerland, Italy, Australia, Lithuania. On this Regis roster, back in play we go. Pagenkopf, left corner. Three to shoot, two to shoot for three. Short off the front iron, gets his own rebound, put back no, and ball into the hands of Cranston Loud for Regis the other way. As is to Benz. Benz to Little. Spinning inside. Shot blocked by Youngblood, and a whistle and a foul as Little was out of control and just threw a shot up, and he's bailed out with a foul call. Love to see that one again. Youngblood. Doing a very good job defensively. He's moving his feet. His hips are in the right place. You can see him. He's sliding. He's sliding. He's got his hands where they need to be. A little check. Chest him straight up. Great defense That's right there by Dason Youngblood. Perfect defense. We'll take it. By Dason Youngblood. Say it. Say it, Mike. Ball never lies. Ball never lies. He misses what the first free throw. Turnovers mean, right? And so. Taking a cop. No, he, he's, he's going to check out. Those film sessions are going to be valuable, minutes. and hopefully they can learn from them. You can't make those type of turnovers in postseason play. Everique makes the first free throw. 
But I'd say if you're if you're lucky enough to be sitting around the Dixie State bench watching this game, I mean that that right there is worth the price of admission alone. You get it's to hear hard. the coaches interact and talk. And Coach Judkins never stops coaching. Second free throw from Everique is short. Two Dixie State players lose it. It goes right back to Everique. He's fouled again, and he'll get two more free throws. And the foul is against Jared Green, his fourth. And Schofield was supposed to be getting extended rest, as was Paganikoff, but the situation calls for them both to come back into the game before the media timeout. First free throw up and in for Eberique. Takes he with a 13-point lead, but Coach Hudkins not satisfied knowing that 13-point lead can go real quick. You know, if they lose their focus and start losing their rhythm, uh, you know, he's going to keep coaching his guys, and, and hopefully they can maintain this momentum. What he doesn't want to see is a lapse in focus. He doesn't want to see that kind of take your foot off the gas mentality. Second free throw, high arcing shot, short off the front iron, and this time... Jason Youngblood gets the rebound ahead to Stain. Stain cross court pass to Paganikoff. Paganikoff to Nichols. Nichols will bounce into Schofield. Schofield diving on the floor to save it back out to Paganikoff, right wing. Jack drives inside, is trapped, got to do something with it. Will pass to Youngblood, passes the inline, and Youngblood, a 17 foot jumper on baseline left side, splashes it home. He's got 10. Have a great spacing there. Jason Youngblood, knowing where he needs to be, drifts to the baseline to make that pass even easier, right where he wanted to be. 60 to 45, 15 point lead. Rochak inside, and he'll reverse from left to right and lay it in. 18 points for Rochak and a 13 point lead. Full court pressure here. Dixie State trying to break it. Paganikov, center of the floor, still got it across the timeline. One second, barely gets it across. No, they're going to say 10 seconds. And it was counting down right there as Jack got to the line and a 10-second call. And that will send us to the under-eight media timeout. We'll keep it right here as we've got a name. SkyWest Airlines player of the game. We'll name uh, Catering Concept play of the game as well. And, and for me, as you look down over the stat sheet, Hunter Schofield, 17 points, 6 of 8 shooting, 4 rebounds. To assist as well for the big man. Uh, excuse me, I'm reading the wrong wrong line there. No assist for Schofield, but 17 points, six of eight shooting. Who else are you thinking? Well, I, my vote's gonna be for Hunter Schofield. Yeah, I really think his his minutes have been quality. When you look at what he's been able to do, they've dominated the paint tonight. 30 points in the paint is very big. He's he's getting it done from the free throw line. He's getting it done uh, on outside. His screens have really opened things up in his defense. I think some huge plays were those offensive rebounds. That really got them going. My vote would be Hunter Schofield for the SkyWest Airlines Player of the Game. There it is. Sky, uh, Hunter Schofield, SkyWest Airlines Player of the Game. And our catering concept play of the game, Jack Paganikoff. This is Schofield. Let's take let's take a look at Schofield making that, some moves I like first. It. I jumped the gun a little bit. This is the offensive rebound I'm talking about. That, that tip got them some energy. We can go to our, our catering concepts play of the game here in uh, in just a moment. Hunter Schofield is our SkyWest Airlines player of the game. Helps if you follow the rundown that the TV production crew makes for you. 
I think play of the game. It's, it's that series early where they were, the ball was bounced around and Jack Paytonkoff hit yep. that deep three. Yeah, or you had the spinning layup in traffic and an offensive foul. Rochak going to push off on Hunter Schofield. Right on cue. You know, that's, <laughs> that's just what he does. He, he gets it done on, on many different levels. Here comes our catering concepts play of the game. We can go plays of the game. We'll run this one first. It got past Wilson, and he chased it down, and a 30-foot three for Jack Pagankoff. And Dixie State pushing it back up the floor. Ball is tipped out of bounds. Trebles will have it with 7.06 remaining. Jack made that three in the first half with only two seconds on the shot clock. That's big. He's making up plays all over the place tonight. 60 to 47, 13-point Dixie State lead, 7.04 remaining. Pagankoff. To Wilson. Back to Jack. Schofield. And Rochak going to get one back. He takes a charge on Schofield. And that'll be his fourth personal. Hunter pleading his case, saying, you know, it should have been a foul, but Coach, don't. I'm okay. I got four. I can play with four. You know, and Coach Judkins trusting, leaving him in the game with 6.47 to go. He's got a leading score with four fouls and trusts his big man. 60 to 47. 6.40 to go. And a turnover. They try to thread it inside. And Little can't handle the pass. They keep the full court pressure here. Wilson into Pagankoff. Pagankoff bumped by Dawson. No whistle. Wilson now sandwiched by two defenders. And the whistle will ring out. You know, if you go back and watch the play-by-play and follow the subs, it's been <laughs> Coach Judkins took Andre Wilson out because he wasn't happy with the defense. He instantly put Jason Youngblood back in the game. Fifteen seconds later, pulled Jason Youngblood out, put Andre in, and said, if he doesn't want to play, then you go. Those two have been back and forth, back and forth. <laughs> See, Jason Youngblood getting ready to come back in. He's coming in, and I'm guessing it's going to be for number 20. Andre makes the first free throw. You know, he did look over his shoulder to see who was at the table. Yeah. Well, there's, so there's, uh, what are the odds he misses this free throw here? <laughs> Coach is trying to make it, but he's really working hard with those two. You know, there must be something that, that they're trying to put in or something yeah. that they're trying to accomplish. And, you know, he's almost treating it like a practice where he's he's not pulling him out because he's mad. He's pulling him out so he can talk to him about what they did. Yeah. So, Jason Youngblood checks in for Andre Wilson. The first guy to greet him is Coach Judkins. Wilson makes both free throws. He's got five. 62-47. Dixie State a 15-point lead with 6.34 to go. Coach Chuck is doing a great job talking to Andre. He's not mad at him. He's just pointing something out. And now he's sending him right back to the table. Little. Into the corner, Dawson. Left corner, three. No, deep two. Stepped on the line. Deep two on the way up and in. Nine points for Dawson. It's a 13-point game, 62-49. Pass ahead to Stain. Stain, Eurostep in the lane. Layup, no. Offensive rebound, Chatwin. He's still got it. We'll whip it out to Paganikoff. They reset with 15 on the clock. Chatwin. And a foul. Going to go against Bokel away from the ball. Or no, on the ball. It's Chatwin. Yep. Going to the line for two free throws. Now Coach Jackson's doing the same thing with Jacob Nichols. You know, bringing him over. 
talking to him. And, and as a player, that's, that's the kind of coach you want to play for. You know, if you're Andre Wilson or Jason Youngblood, you come out, you know, yeah, occasionally coach is going to get on you. But tonight it's been he takes him out, talks with him, gets him where they need to be. This time, uh, Wilson goes in for Staines. Yeah, Staines out, so leaves Youngblood and Wilson in together. Uh, whatever they're working on this, this second half, uh, Coach Judkins is doing a very good job of driving that point home. Chat want to make both free throws. 64-49, Dixie State a 15-point lead again with 5.57 to play. Little to Gibson, right wing three, short, off the bottom of the backboard, Dixie State the rebound. Here's Youngblood to Nichols. Chatwin, Chatwin to Wilson. Nichols, back to Youngblood, left wing. Chatwin, right elbow, holds up, knocks in the jumper. Says, I'm open, I might as well shoot it. He's got eight tonight, and it's a 17-point lead. A new game-high lead for Dixie State. Great patience there. Great patience. They ran their offense. They were passing up a good shot for a better shot. That time, Cameron Chatwin found himself wide open. Rochak, spinning away, stolen away, but a whistle. Legal. 66-49, and the foul goes against Paganikoff, his first. And he didn't like the call. He was across half court with the basketball. He wanted to lay in. Paganikoff looking for another steal. He's got four steals, seven assists, six rebounds to go with his ten points. Rochak will miss the front end of the one-and-one. One. Dixie State the rebound and a 66-49 lead, 5.03 to go. And the Trailblazers take the final five minutes and put this one away. Chatwin to Paganikoff. Paganikoff off a Chatwin screen now. 17-foot jumper just inside the arc, and he splashes it home. Jack's putting his work in 31 minutes tonight, and he's been playing hard. Three-pointer the other way from Regis. It's over the rim, and he missed it. Trailblazers can take a 20-point lead here, 68-49. But a turnover. Well, Chatwin's going to keep it alive. Dixie State still has it. Jack in the lane. Scoop and score on the right side. 14 points. And a 70-49 lead. A new game high. Gibson, right corner three. He's just going to keep putting them up. Yeah, to the point now, they've abandoned their offense. That's four for 23 from the three-point line. It's just been catch and shoot threes, and, and they haven't been able to connect. I mean, not shooting the ball very well at all. Four for 23, 17% tonight for Regis from the three-point line. Bounce inside, Nichols catches right block, kicks it to Chatwin. He'll take a three left corner. No. And the rebound in the hands of Brian Dawson. Here come the Rangers. Dawson hesitates, now drives inside, and he's called for a foul against Pagankoff, and Jack can't believe it again. And I think he's got an argument. I mean, it looked like Dawson just went to the ground. The media timeout. We can take another look at that foul when we come back from the break. 3.39 to go. Dixie State a 70-49 to lead. Take a one-minute timeout. Come back on the Trailblazer Basketball Network. 
You're listening to Dixie State Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln at 145 West Hilton Drive in St. George and at stgeorgeford.com. Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln, your neighborhood Ford dealer and the title sponsor for all DSU athletics on Radio Dixie 91.3. It's back to the action for DSU athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Dixie State Athletics. Seventy to forty-nine. Dixie stated twenty-one point lead with three thirty-nine remaining, and now three Trailblazers in double figures. As you take a look at the stats, Scoville with seventeen, Pagenkov with fourteen. Just another night for Jack Pagenkov. Fourteen points, six rebounds, seven assists. Let me point out this lineup for Dixie State right now. You've got Jack Pagenkov at the one, Andre Wilson at the two, Jason Youngblood at the three. Or no, Leighton Parker at the two, Andre or uh, Jason Youngblood at the three. Is Wilson playing the four then? Wilson, yeah, or and Jason. Jason's playing the Jason's four. playing the four, and Nichols at the five. Nichols at the five, yeah. <laughs> Goodness. Dawson makes the first free throw. He's got ten. We'll take another look at what was called a foul. Mm. Stands is called. <laughs> Can't wait to see this lineup offensively. Coach Judkins just looking for some good ball movement, good ball reversals. Try to chew up some time. Second free throw, no good. An offensive rebound off the missed free throw. And the clock's still running. Clock is still running. Clock is. It ran about eight seconds off the clock when they were trying to get the shot clock where they wanted it. Someone must have uh, somewhere to be. Let's go home and check the end of that Gonzaga BYU game. Is he, you want to know the score? Or no, I don't. That's, that, that's first okay. on my list when I get home. All right. Three thirty-five remaining. He stayed a twenty-point lead, seventy to fifty. You really want me to tell you the score? No. Okay. Got my night plan. You'll be up late. Aruskovichis. Right side. Eberique. He'll drive inside. And he'll get it to go with one second on the shot clock. A fadeaway jumper. Right side. And it's in. 70 to 52. 312 remaining. He stayed an 18 uh, 18 point lead. And Pagankov, they're going to say he traveled before he was fouled. Before the ref was even able to make the call, Coach Judkins was yelling, Jack, you did. You did it. You're guilty. He knew what was coming, and he wanted to back the official. 70-52. to 16th turnover. Branston Lown inside. He can't score. AC State the rebound and moving up the other way. Pagan Kopp. Get it to Parker. Parker to Youngblood. This is what we're talking about, just using some time and reversing the ball with four guards. Bleeding every second out of each possession. Pagankoff with five to shoot. Will step up. Wilson with two. Three ball right wing. No. And Leighton Parker, offensive rebound. No, an offensive foul. Should say a loose ball foul against Parker. Sure, if they say that he pushed off, 
Or what the... I'm seeing that play. I think maybe it was more of a push in the back by Nichols than Parker. Yeah, the ball was still in the air. So, I mean, it's it's a free ball, and he went for it. There's a lot of contact. I don't think he went over his back. Both guys were up in the air, but he got whistled for it. Aston Loud. Misses the first free throw. Second free throw. No, short, but Youngblood's going to get called for a foul. Pushing off on Michael Benz. Or is it Parker? Parker, he, Parker again. Got Parker again. Let's see if we can take a look at that one. And they did have the left arm hooked around the back yep. of Michael Benz. That. Trying to shoot that before they look at it. <laughs> yeah. Fortunately, basketball, I don't think it works that way. No, they go right. back True. like four or five plays. Start the clock. <laughs> Let's go. Ben's second free throw up and in. He missed the first. 70-53, 17 point Dixie State lead. With 218 remaining. Trailblazers. On a 15 second shot clock. Youngblood three point land. Straight away into the right corner. Pagankoff. Back to Dason. He'll take a three. Straight away. No. Tapped out. Late. By the Trailblazers. Is it Parker again? It's Parker. <laughs> Gonna pick up his fourth. Oh no! It's going against. It's going against Regis. It's great tip. Ruskovicius getting called for the foul. Parker's at the free throw line. Misses the free throw. Two o two remaining. Parker will have one more. Remind you that our Guru Sports Grill post game report is coming up. We'll break down this game. We'll chat with head coach John Judkins. Parker makes the second free throw. Row two remaining. Frank Stain will check in. Parker will come out. Frank Stain gets his first look at playing uh, four position. As he checks in for Leighton Parker and takes on that responsibility to play the four. 153 remaining. They'll bounce inside Benz. Baseline left, spinning to the baseline, fading away. Can't get the shot, though. Rimmed out, Pagankoff the rebound. 140 to play. Coach Judge, that they come down, told Jason Young, but great job, Jason, you did it. That's exactly what I want. So, you know, coming full circle. You know, we got a lot done tonight with his guards. And the pass inside looking for Stain. It's tipped and taken away. 125 remaining. Pass inside, out of bounds. Intended for Kevin Collins Eason. And it misses and gets out of bounds. Dixie State will have it back. 123 to go. Dixie State a 71-53 lead. Cameron Chatwin up off the bench. He'll check in. Young Blood. To the right side. Into the corner, Pagan Cop. Pagan Cop to Frank Stain. Stain to Wilson. 
We'll send over to Pagan Kopp. Left wing. Shot clock to five and four. Nichols inside. Can't get it to go. And a rebound with 53 seconds to play to Regis. Dixie State going to wrap up win number 14 on the season and conference win number nine. Bends for three, left wing. No, offensive rebound. No, it's loose. Dixie State's got it. Youngblood and Eberique end up tied up for the ball, and it goes back Dixie State's way with 35.3 seconds remaining. Oh, here we go. And now we're unloading the bench. Line change. On the floor now for Dixie State, Leighton Parker, Jamar Urgas, Josh Newbold, Brock Staley, and Mark Hatch. Getting them all in tonight. The question is, who gets to take this shot here? <laughs> Hatch, across the timeline. Over to Parker. Parker. Was he fouled? Before he fell, he did. Mark Staley was getting ready to catch and shoot three-pointer right there. Mark will have two free throws. First one up and in. Three points for Leighton Parker. Second one on the way and in. Four points. 73-53. It's a 20-point lead with 22 seconds remaining. Shot clock is off. Eberique has it knocked out of his hands, into the hands of Urgas. And then he's out of bounds. Out of bounds. Back to Regis. I can't see the floor right yeah. there over the scorer's table. Great game. Into the left corner, three on the way, no, offensive rebound, Collins Eason, the lead for Benz, he can't score it, Newbold gets the rebound, and that'll do it, clock hits triple zeros, and that's the ball game, Dixie State will win it by 20, 73-53, improving to 14-3 overall, 9-2 in the RMAC. Our SkyWest Airlines player of the game, Hunter Schofield, and our catering concepts play of the game, was Jack Pagankoff making two plays at three from 30 feet as the shot clock expired, and then he hesitated, spun away from a defender, and laid it in both of the first half, and Dixie State will win it 73-53. Those are our awards to hand out. Let's take a quick look at our second half highlights, and then we can end this thing on the TV side. Hunter Schofield. Getting it going in the early going of the second half. Frank Stain knocked in a three. He finished the game with eight points. Good weekend for him. It was Overall, a good didn't weekend. take a ton of shots. Scored eight points in both games. Youngblood got a deep two going. Chatwin, right elbow jumper. They said, if you're going to give me that shot, I'll take it. Up and in. Pagankoff, deep two, left wing. Splashes it home. Hunter Schofield diving on the floor, back to Pagankoff. He lays it in with the right hand. And those are your second half highlights. 60 State winning 73-53, 14-3 overall, 9-2 in the RMAC. And now, 60 State all attention on 
next week's matchup with a rival, Colorado Mesa. That's a big one. It's going to be a great weekend for Dixie. And, you know, we're, we're to that point where, man, every weekend you've got to come ready to play and come focused, and you, you can't drop games that, that you should win. And tonight, this was a game they should win. They took care of business and walked away with a 20-point lead. Well, that'll do it for our broadcast on the TV side. We appreciate the CEC TV crew for all they do uh, and helping us out get those great shots tonight. That'll that'll do it for them on the TV side. Radio will take a three-minute timeout and come back with the Guru's Sports Girl postgame report and chat with the coach, John Judkins. Dixie State wins it 73-53 back in three minutes on the radio side of the Trailblazer Basketball Network. You're listening to Dixie State Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln at 145 West Hilton Drive in St. George and at stgeorgeford.com. Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln, your neighborhood Ford dealer and the title sponsor for all DSU athletics on Radio Dixie 91.3. It's back to the action for DSU athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Dixie State Athletics. 73-53, Dixie State, victorious by 20-point margin. We welcome you inside the Guru Sports Grill postgame report. Hunter Schofield, 17 points on six of eight shootings. Our SkyWest Airlines player of the game, Jack Pagenkopf. He filled up the stat sheet again tonight. 14 points, seven rebounds, seven assists. I mean, not quite full-on triple-double watch, but I mean, every night's triple-double watch yeah. for, for uh, Hunter Schofield, and, or not for... for Jack. Jack, what's his name? Jack, Jack Pagenkopf. It's been a long weekend. We've had four games in here. and Four good games. Went three and one on the weekend. Women were not able to get the win today. A tough loss for them, but they're okay. They're in a good spot, and they'll continue to play their way into that RMAC tournament. Uh, Dixie State offensively is now 14-3 and three overall, 9-2 and two in the RMAC, and uh, tied with Black Hill State as Black Hill State defeated uh, Colorado School of Mines tonight. So Black Hill State if you look at the website right now, it shows Black Hill State on top. Uh, that's because the Dixie State game has not been plugged in there yet. As soon as it is, they'll be both be 9-2. Tied for first, but Dixie State will have the head-to-head tie break in that matchup. Trailblazers 51% from the field tonight, 26 of 51, 4 14 from the outside, 28% clip there, 17 of 26 from the free throw line. They left nine, point, nine points at the free throw line and a 20-point win. Uh, Regis left 10 points at the free throw line, 15 to 25 there. The Trailblazers shot the ball very well tonight, 19 assists on 26 made baskets. Um, but I think the first thing probably Coach Judkins is going to look at at this is, yeah, we did force 19 turnovers. We got 12 steals, but we had 17 turnovers. Yeah, that's and so I'll be shocked if that's not one of the first things he says when he when he comes out. And, and, you know, always looking to improve. And not necessarily in a negative way that, you know, he's pointing out these things, but always looking to improve. Yeah, it's great we won by 20, but there are some things that, that we could have done better tonight. And, you know, 17 turnovers next week against Colorado Mesa is not going to get the job done. No, he's definitely going to be disappointed with the, with the turnovers. He's going to love the effort. You know, a lot of those turnovers – uh, were unforced, but he had great effort. I, I thought his guys played really hard tonight. They, they really came out, uh, put it to Regis early. I don't think Regis ever had the lead, did they? I don't think they ever had the lead, but just top beginning to end, top 12, to bottom. 12 to 10. They had one lead at 12 to 10 in the first half. Overall, it's great. I mean, he's, he's going to talk about the turnovers. He's going to talk about maybe some rebounding and some execution. I think defensively, there were there were times where they were trying to do some things defensively and guys got out of position. But, you know, the use of substitution and just doing some coaching uh, on the sidelines, he's able to uh, address those. 
go ahead and look at some more of the numbers. Dixie State does win the rebounding battle, 38-34, uh, including well, out-rebounded on the offensive glass, 11-8. to eight. You know, Some of those came late when Dixie State had a smaller lineup in and not able to compete as well for some of those rebounds. But, you know, all in all, a, a good game for Dixie State. Uh, they're able to get both wins this weekend, uh, and that's the way you want to start off at, at homestand. You know, this is your, you know, conference season long homestand of four games and you start off on the right foot and you take that momentum into practice and have some things to work on and, and continue to continue to build on this thing. I mean, it's, you know, it's great right now, but you know, this team has lofty, lofty goals this season and, and uh, you know, they're, they're on their way to doing those. And, and it was good to see some, you know, a little consistency it was a little slow to get there last night. But the end of this game, you know, they started doing some good things again and, and were consistent. And Dixie State, you know, has now won a couple of games in a row again after dropping three out of four. And it's good to see them get back on the right track and, and get a 20-point win and, and a win where, you know, Regis did hang in there for a while, but Dixie State was able to, to pull away at, at the end. And, and for the Trailblazers, I think that's something they needed yes. going forward to, to get that confidence to, to know – really inside their own minds that okay what happened a few weeks ago and you know the, the break it's a hard time anyway you're right before christmas you lose to western oregon you know you come back students aren't even back in school yet you lose Colorado school of mines and you lose on the road trip you know it, it all snowballed for a minute now you're able to play your way back out of that and say that was an anomaly that's not how we play that's not dixie state basketball and and we're going to write the ship which they did this weekend and they're right back at it in a good good spot next week yeah, looking ahead to next week, Colorado Mesa is a huge win over Fort Lewis, putting 105 points on the board. Whoa, you know, in regulation. Yeah, they're it, it's a tough team. And, and know, Fort Lewis is a great team. Fort Lewis is a good team. Colorado Mesa, if you look at the standings, is third place, 7-3. and three, So that sets up a huge matchup. So tonight's game was so important for Dixie to, to really, like you said, Kerry, get back on track, get into a rhythm. It's it's tough in January. It's, it's not an easy time to, to play and keep guys focused. This week of practice is going to be great. Guys are going to be tired. I think you played really hard tonight. You know, it, it's all about mental now. It, it's getting stuff done in the film room. It's getting stuff done on scouting reports and, and making sure there's good team unity and uh, just keeping people, guys on the team focused. And uh, looking ahead, that's a big weekend next week with Colorado Mesa coming to town. Well, and I'll tell you what, uh, Dixie State beat Colorado Mesa both matchups home and away, home and away. last year. And with Dixie State leaving the Armac and going to Division One, you know, Colorado Mesa knows they only got a couple more shots at him. They, I mean, it's you better be here yeah. next week because it's going to be one heck of a game inside the Burns Arena with Colorado Mesa coming to town, and then and a pretty feisty, tough Western Colorado squad the next night. So you know, it wasn't you know this weekend wasn't Dixie State just getting you know or this homestand not Dixie State getting four pushovers and. You know, they're going to win these games easily. They had to work for these two wins this weekend and they'll have to work even harder and execute at an even higher level to go 2-0 and next weekend. And if you can go, I mean, Dixie State will put themselves in a really good spot uh, in, in the conference race. Um, if they can win both games next weekend, you know, w- would improve up to, you know, 11-2 and and, and then get ready to head back out on the road again. And, you know, we can take a look at that and what, What's next for Dixie State on the on the road? It's Colorado Mesa at home, Western Colorado at home, and then it's a, t- it's a tough trip. It's at 
Fort Lewis, January 31st, and at out-of-state. And out-of-state scrappy. Not the best team in the conference, but scrappy. But Fort Lewis, that's going to be a tough, tough game. It's, uh, you know, depending on weather, you know, it's seven, eight, nine hours at least to Durango. And then that's going to be, you know, a heck of a trip from Durango to Alamosa afterwards. So Dixie State has got to take care of business at home because, you know, they play four in, four in a row at home. Yeah. And then after that, it's four in a row on the road. On the road. And then you go Fort Lewis, Adams State, then right back to Western Colorado and Mesa. And and then, you know, see, you know the, the home final home games are the 14th and 15th. Senior night's on the 15th in less than a month. I mean, that's, that's, that's crazy to believe in less than a month. You got senior night here and then you finish out with three in a row. So after this homestand, I mean, you finish with, you've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, seven of your last nine yeah. on the road. Yeah, so you've stretch. got to take advantage of playing inside the Burns arena and, and, and against these teams next weekend. Yeah, that's a great weekend. Uh, way to cap off a two-game stand at home. Great crowd, great energy. You know, guys are healthy and, and looking good. Great, great way to finish the weekend and, and looking ahead. We've got some exciting basketball, Carrick. It's going to be a fun ride this last year of Division Two. Hunter Schofield again, 17 points. Jack Pagenkoff, 14 points. Mason Youngblood, 10 points, nine rebounds, three assists, four steals. I think what he does sometimes gets overlooked because of Hunter's high scoring numbers and, and everything that, that Jack Pagenkoff does. You know, and Coach told us last night at the postgame, though, that, you know, uh, Dason and Jack are always going to have more minutes than everybody else because he's got to have one of them on the floor at all times. And it's been fun to see, you know, Dason continue to grow and flourish. And, and you know, he's just like his brother Daler was on the defensive end. Yeah with a little bit more touch on the offensive end and uh, just love everything that he brings to, to the team tonight. And, and, you know, he goes for 10 and nine and we're barely even talking about him throughout the broadcast. Yeah. Very quiet, but man, he gets things done. And I, I really love the, the composure that he does it with, you know, he just handles himself. Well, he's a, he's a good leader and, and gets it done at that position. So, Oh, I love that guards. I think it's going to be interesting to hear Coach Judkin talk about his guards tonight because that seemed to be the focus. Hunter Schofield took care of business in the paint. He, he was an animal tonight. Offensive rebounds and those pick and rolls and pick and pops. It just He was a beast. But the guard play tonight I thought was was great. I think they did some very good things. And this, this big stretch we just talked about, we're definitely going to need some very good, strong, consistent guard play by those three, Jack Pagenkopf, Andre Wilson, and Jason Youngbud. Started turning lights off inside the building. They actually turned the lights off in the concourse, too. People going, how am I getting out of here? <laughs> then Trailblazers haven't even come out of the locker room yet. So a lot to talk about in inside the, the locker room, even though it was 20-point win. I mean, want to be sure, you know. Yeah, it's a great 20-point win, but there's a, there's a lot to work on, a lot to improve on. And uh, let's not let this win go to our head necessarily. Um, keep going down the stats. Really impressed with Frank Stain tonight. Um you know, he's three for eight from the field, but I'm just happy to see more than two or three field goal attempts for Frank Stain. And I think that's just a byproduct of making a few more shots this week and more confident to take some of those. And and I think he's one that, uh, you know, the college basketball didn't really phase him right off the bat. And no. then teams, after he was scoring a lot, teams started keying in on him more. And now, you know, he's having that, you know, little freshman lull. And I think 
as this season keeps progressing, I mean, he's they, they're going to figure out ways to get him going again. And I see him as a real contributor. Yes, definitely. The, the second half of the season. And, and, and so to see him, you know, score eight points, had two assists and two steals as well. Didn't turn the ball over at all. He played 31 minutes tonight. And, uh, you know, it's just fantastic. He's, he's got to get some rebounds. I mean, we Zero rebounds for Frank Stain. That's that's the area that, you know, that focus needs to shift to. Yeah. You, you know, you look at the other guards. Jack Pagenkoff, seven rebounds, and Dason Youngblood with nine rebounds. So, you know, Coach Judkins wants his guards, those wings to rebound. And, and for Frank Stein to not have any, I'm sure that's that's something that uh, they're going to talk about. Coach Judkins joining us here in the postgame show, brought to you by Guru Sports Grill. Getting the headset on, getting ready to break this da- this game down for us. We've, we've talked a lot about the game already, but sure. now we dive even deeper with Coach Judkins here in the postgame report. And Coach, you get a 20-point win, sweep the weekend, and uh, you know, first of all, congrats congrats on the win. Oh, you know, it was good. a great way to start I'll the four-game homestand. Yeah, I'll tell you, that, tonight was a whole different night, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, just the energy, uh, the defensive. I mean, these guys are uh, just as hard to guard anybody driving, beating you off the dribble. And tonight they took the – we challenged them yesterday after we kind of got beat on the drive yesterday. They did a really good job of beating gaps and helping each other and – and keep them in front. You know, there's a couple I thought we got some ticky-tack little calls, but fouls. But I thought other than that, they did really good uh, keeping the guy. The only guy kind of thought hurt us a little bit was number 11. He kind of got a little bit, you know, give me the ball, get out of the way. I'm going to take it myself. And and when you see a guy like that, you gotta you gotta put two guys on him and make him pass. And we kind of just let left our guy on an island with him and said guard him. And he's he's a good player. And he kind of took it at us. But you know, tonight was a good team effort. We were sharing the ball. Uh, the only thing I thought second half they started to get aggressive with us and press us and trap us, and we we just didn't move the ball as quickly. We try to we try to beat the traps and the presses with dribbles. When you do that, you're going to get in trouble. So we had 11 turnovers in the second half, and um, and that's too many. We can't we can't. Luckily, we had a big enough lead uh, to handle that. But uh, but I thought every time they we call it move the ball from side to side. Every time we did that, we got some good look or we scored every time. And, uh, and that's what they got to understand. But uh, tonight, our defense, our energy, you know, the 50-50 balls, all those little things like that that mean so much, we got tonight, and, and uh, it was a good win. Coach, there was a stretch uh, in the second half where if you go back and look at the play-by-play, you see uh, Andre Wilson in, uh, Dacey Youngblood out. Dacey Youngblood in, Andre Wilson out. What? Talk about, first of all, your guard play tonight, and then what specifically were you working on with those two and some of your guards Mid, just, you know, through that second half. Well, again, those those are the two that were trying to to dribble through a press, you know, and, and they got turnovers, you know. And, and I said, hey, you guys got to understand. Andre had a couple of mental mistakes where the guys guard. Like we run a plate, he throws it to the top for a steal. The guys guard. Why are we throwing that? And it's not more. I don't want to have my guys. They make mistakes. They're going to come out. I, I don't like that. Um, but a lot of times that they make, I always tell them if they make two mistakes in a row, then I got to pull them out and tell them what they're doing wrong because sometimes they don't know that. So that's kind of what we're doing. Um, Dason, again, foul shooting is not one of his strengths. And so we thought, hey, let's do kind of what they were doing. If you notice, number 11 was coming in for offense and 12 was coming in for defense. We kind of started doing that a little bit with with uh, Dason because he's shooting 49% from the foul line. But look what, he, look what he shoots tonight. You know, tonight he goes, uh, where is it? I don't even see it. Dason? Um, yeah. 2-2. Two, two. Two for two. Yeah, two for two. I mean, he he makes his, and so a lot, the last two games, I think he's been seven for eight 
uh, from the foul line. So he's worked on it. You know, we challenged all the guys to get in the gym and shoot foul shots, and that's why I just challenged Hunter. You know, he had a great game tonight, but he, he goes five for nine from the foul line. You know, I mean, he makes four more of those, and, you know, he's in the 20s, 20, uh, high 20s, which was good. But he only missed two shots. The two he missed were pretty good-looking threes that he's wide open. You know, I think he kind of hesitated. Should I shoot it? Should I not? And I always tell our guys, if you don't think you should shoot or you're guessing, don't shoot don't it because you're going to miss it. Um, but, you know, we, we struggled a little bit lately, not this game especially, but other games where we have a 9-10 point lead and we shoot some bad, bad shots. I thought Jack tonight really controlled the game. Uh, even the, right before half, I thought he made a couple of really good decisions where he could have forced something. He backed it out. We ran some clock, and then he had that little layup, and he kind of came off the further rim. And then Jared or Jacob got the rebound, and then he falls down. Uh, but that was a great decision what he made. He took hey, time is more important right now than a four shot. Those are things that we're trying to teach our guards. And sometimes time in possession, make them guard you for a little while. You're going to get a good shot. But we hurt them with our our early offense stuff that we run, moving the ball from side to side. They didn't. We had a couple easy little kick downs and, and extra, we call them sprays, where we spray it, we roll, hit the roll guy, and he sprays it out for a wide open, a right open shot. But tonight was our, our energy tonight. There's no question that our defense was a lot better. To hold him 30% in the second half, yeah. that was huge. I was just going to say that that second half defensively, holding him at a 30%, that's, you got to like that effort. Yeah. I, I thought the guys played really hard tonight. Uh, talk about the time of year, right? I mean, this is an interesting time of year. You've got four games at home, huge home game, home stand next weekend, and going on the road for four. Talk about this time of year and how important it is to keep guys focused and keep them together as a team because I think this this time of year is the most important time of the year to prepare for the postseason. Yeah, this is the hardest time too, Old. It's the most important, but it's the hardest because it's it's a long, it's a, it's a grind, you know. And then you get into February, they kind of get excited for the tournament. Um, and so the, but this is where you make your moves. You know, I heard mine's lost again tonight. Yeah, yeah. I just wish it was a Black Hill State. <laughs> but, but again, that's, I mean, like I said, you guys can get in winning streaks and you can get in losing streaks, you know. And, and uh, so we talk about that a lot, you know, and we're, we're doing things differently in practice now. We're not going as long. Um, you know, we're, we're getting to the points that we need work on and then we're out of there. I just think sometimes their legs, their health, um, keeping them as fresh as we can is, is a big part right now at this time of the time of the year but you're right this is this is the time where they got to be focused and and again these guys three hours practices they don't focus but you know you give an hour hour and a half they're pretty and we've had great practices this week too you know i mean we only one we didn't have a great one was it wasn't bad was we went to the hpc Mm -hmm. and we had a guy cut his leg open we had a guy sprain his ankle and it's like i don't want to come back here anymore but they're playing hard it just happens you know what i mean and and um, i love that part tonight the stuff we tried to work on yesterday, but there's there we call them follow screens and their pin downs and stuff. Those guys didn't run them at all yesterday and today they did. And so the game that we prepared for yesterday was tonight. Was tonight. I mean, you know, it's just that's kind of how it works. You know, when you work on stuff and you defend things, and then all of a sudden team comes out and doesn't run it. It just luckily these two teams are a lot alike. You know, and I think us in Westminster, I don't think we do a lot of stuff alike, but. But we do play hard. I think teams get used to that way. But this is a big win. That team's good. Good team. That's a very, very good team. And Brady does a good job. I think, again, that travel, it's like you said, it's, uh, you know, they drove down this morning, and it's. I think they were out of gas. And it happened to us before. 
And uh, that's why we say how important that Friday game is because the home games on Saturday are huge with the uh, the energy and that long travel. Well, you got a big one on Friday. Friday, Mesa putting Mesa. 100, 105 points on oh, Fort they, Lewis tonight. So yeah, they'll run and gun. They'll run, run and gun. gun. There's no question about that. But, uh, you know, we're excited for the challenge. We're playing good right now. We hope we just keep getting better and watch film and prepare and, and do that. And these guys just got to take care of their bodies and, and do those things, and they will. But, again, tonight was was great. We appreciate everybody being here. The red out was fun. It was fun wearing the red uniforms yeah. you know, for the first time at home. That was kind of interesting. And, uh, you know, but we do appreciate I think it was Tag and Go who sponsored yeah. tonight. And we appreciate those guys and all of our sponsors. But, man, come out this next weekend. These are going to be some huge games, some good games. We're doing a little coaches versus cancer weekend this next weekend. And uh, you'll see me wearing tennis shoes. I, yeah, can't tennis stop, shoes. I can't stop my foot very good, so you won't hear me. But uh, it was a lot of fun. So appreciate it, everybody. We'll see you next weekend. Coach, appreciate it. Thank Congrats. You. Trailblazers win it 73-53. We've named our awards. We've talked to Coach. And uh, really not much more to say about the game tonight other than just, you know, great win, keep grinding. And, and you know, I, you know, I, I like what he said. It's, just, it's a hard time of year. You know, you're coming back from the break. You're trying to get back into school. You know, other things going on. You know, tired, tired and, and then you get into February and, and, and the thought of that conference tournament coming up in the postseason and then is there again, kind of relights that fire. So if you can get through the January, which Coach Judkins has been so good about getting those teams through. So well, it, it, regional rankings start coming out, right? When the regional yep. rankings come and you can see where you're ranked and where you're at and you start thinking about, you know, potential and possibilities and matchups. And yeah, that's exciting. It's just getting through these next few weeks. Uh, it's it's going to be tough. going to be fun, though. It's Colorado Mesa on Friday, a lot of Western fun. Colorado on Saturday, and then on the road for four. So Trailblazers win it 73-53. I know where I'll be next Friday and Saturday right here is the Trailblazers, you know, try, man, 105 points tonight. Yeah. Colorado Mesa put up. Uh, who, who did they play tonight? Fort Lewis. Fort Lewis. Against Fort Lewis, one of the better teams yeah. in, in the RMAC. So it's going to be a battle next week, and then Western Colorado's good. As well. Appreciate Martin Kelly hanging out with us through both games, men's and women's game, back in the Radio Dixie 91.3 FM studio. And uh, we'll be right back here on the air next weekend. Uh, the Friday game, the men's game is an ESPN game, 97.7 FM. Um, and then uh, Saturday back on Radio Dixie 91.3. Appreciate everyone tuning in tonight, making us part of your night. For Mark Olson, I'm Carrick Segmiller. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Dixie State Athletics on Radio Dixie 91.3, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln. For more information on Dixie State Athletics, DixieStateAthletics.com. Thanks for listening to Radio Dixie 91.3.